Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Classic Quest Podcast, the show where we break down classic rap albums track by track, give our thoughts and opinions, let you know what we think. Mm-hmm. Today is another patron requested album. We will be talking about Cool G Rap and DJ Polo's album Live and Let Die, and this was requested by Mr. DJ Black Hurricane. So thank you for that what, request. What? My name is Holden Stefan Roy. I am your lady friend Bonnie. And yeah, like I said, we're going to go through this Cool G Rap and DJ Polo album track by track, give you our thoughts and our opinions, and that's what we do over here. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do our little intro bit. You can check the description of the video to see when, in fact, we start talking about the episode. But before we jump into it, we do like to point out that there's a huge chance that you, come in, person coming to watch this review, knows a fair bit more about Cool G Rap and DJ Polo than we do. Mm-hmm. And for us, this is more of a newer experience to try to understand why these albums are classics as we learn and go and it's kind of like an open learning project together so just keep that in mind as you go through it and also we very much value all the comments we get on the channel so as we may say some things that are silly or maybe a little bit not correct like we're just using our own opinion and like logic yeah so just feel free to put any kind of corrections or comments or anything you want to add to it we really appreciate it and to show how much we mean it we always like to read our favorite comment at last week's video mm-hmm. so last week we talked about blue and exiles give me my flowers while i can still smell them yep and on that and lindell williams here he did a twofer he put i watched this review a couple of days ago and i think the score of 4.4 is right on the money i like that lindell williams always gives a score Feel free to give your scores too. Yeah. It's something that I would probably listen to, but more for something on this particular sound, only rather than going to it on a regular basis. Although I did the vibe of this album, I would have liked to have heard him pushing the limit a little more, in which I know he can do. I also think this his influence is, as what he said in the review, old school based, and I can tell by the delivery of his lyrics, it was a pleasure to listen to the album. Great review. To add to the comment, I loved it. I must say that I think there is some sound production. It was interesting on some of the instrumental type songs. Let's be real. Exile's a fucking wizard. Yeah. Um, I would have uh, liked to have heard some lyrics laid down on those tracks. Exile's a wizard. Let's just keep it at that. My score would be higher if that had happened, but overall, I think it is a classic. Um, so if you do like Blue and Exile, let us know what you thought about that, but that is not the album that we are here to talk about today. Oh, no. We're going to get to it in a quick minute. Special thanks to those patrons, though. Ismail Gidamsi, Chris Prado, DJ Black Hurricane, Linda Williams, and Jonathan Barnes. We'll talk a little bit about that at the end of the episode. And Bonnie, why don't you tell the Google peoples what album we are reviewing one more time? Well, one more time for the cheap seats in the back. Um, Cool G Rap and DJ Polo Live and Let Die. Not to be confused with uh, the Paul McCartney song that later came out for the um, James Bond film. All right. (laughs) Um, So this is the part of the show where we contextualize a familiarity with the artist. Um, So just kind of like, because for us, like we're looking at these albums as a whole, right? People like singles a lot. And so in this new era, to like just kind of go back to like almost the past when when people almost created bigger projects and shit. Yeah. And maybe not everybody did it with the intent of it being a bigger project, but I feel like the bulk of what we've covered on this channel has been stuff that is meant to be like part of a project. So, I mean, I think with that is your knowledge of the act and how much of the music you have listened to it. This is not their first album. Mm-hmm. 
So if you were their third album, I believe. Yeah. I mean, um, so if you were around when it dropped back in 1992, January 1st, I think you are going to have quite the different experience than if the first time you heard the project may have been like April 2019, upon which is my reality. So I have I have heard of Cool G Rap before because we yeah. reviewed his 2017 project and we were very ignorant back then. I don't think you were there. I think it was Chris Damon and I. And oh boy, did we not get it. We were, <laughs> oh, this was like the point. Completely missed it. I I was it was real bad. So feel free to check that out with it with my like telling you I know how bad it is. And then a lot of people have said check out the older shit. It was mad dope. So. Um, Mr. DJ Black Hurricane has forced our hand here. So to answer your question, maybe of why are you reviewing this album? Well, this was the request there. But I mean, I know that the name is heavily like influential in hip hop. I've definitely heard of him before. Like I've heard the name before. I think maybe in like my research for like lyrical breakdown content, like his name has come up a few times. And so, yeah, I mean, he's, uh, he's definitely somebody that I've come across. So, and it's like when you have guys from like Eminem or Big Pun or all sorts of names who are just citing him directly as like their big influence who has impacted their like ability to construct rhymes and shit. Um, Debatably, he's one of the first gangster rappers um i was watching a dj vlad interview where he was saying listen schoolie d may have made gangster rap songs before i did but he wasn't knowing for gangster rap songs back then like i was so he had all sorts of stuff <laughs> and we all knew him in a certain way but me i and you know i was it's knowing funny that for these, like, like old school guys are still like battling it out but it was just kind of fun to watch and but he was describing some shit like how when fat joe met him fat or no sorry not fat joe big pun when big pun met him he just dropped to one knee and kissed his ring to show fucking respect and shit and it's like man can you picture big pun just like dropping down to his knee to kiss your ring like the feeling of like wow i am legend that that must fucking be in that moment and uh I saw I saw them talking about how like basically Big Pun kind of is the the Cool G Rap flow, but in a different twist on it. So I think everyone was trying to say he's hella fast, but they didn't want to say it like that so directly. I don't know, but I don't know if Cool G Rap ever gets to goes that fast as Big Pun was going with it. Like I just don't know. I don't think we saw we saw little snippets of it on this album. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, that's getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. So all I have to say, I understand the influence and the legend and everything he's done for the culture in the little way that I understand it at this point. So I'm gonna take that into mind as we go into this project. Like this is the shit that the rappers are listening to. Whether or not the fans feel it, like I, as I saw him describe, he's a rapper's rapper. He's a he's the Larry David of hip hop. <laughs> Larry David's a comics comic. If you didn't get that, anyway. Mm-hmm. So what about you? Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, I know like a little bit about him, but um, like only by name. Like I couldn't tell you like what I've heard of his. Um, and as well, I mean. And that's pretty much it. This is the first time I've ever heard of DJ Polo. Never heard of DJ Polo either. Um, and um, the album cover. Let's talk about that. Like it's um, it's pretty cool looking. It's very like gangster, and it d- does like represent like kind of one of the songs that they talk about. They're fucking hanging. Yeah, they have, it's like them in like. Well, they have chairs. I guess they're standing on. Yeah, I, th- I think it's I think it's them that's like holding these guys up and. Um, 
Like, they're in, like, masked outfits, and, like, they look like they're, like, robbing the place. And I think that the people who are hanging are the um, undercover cops that they find out. And the dogs are tied to the chairs, and they're, um, like, taunting the dogs with, like, big chunks of meat or steaks or something. And so, obviously, the dogs are going to come and then pull the chairs, and the guys are going to, like, hang. And that's going to be that. It's... pretty hard mm-hmm. um as far as like covers plus it's got that like fishbowl lens effect that just screams early 90s at me <laughs> yeah. but like i really like this cover because this is some no holds barred like i don't give a fuck what you think type shit like this is this is what the album's gonna be like it's it's actually pretty fair it's like if this offends you <laughs> don't listen to this shit yeah but if you're interested you're gonna get this shit um, I mean, it looks memorable, and I think that's really important for an album cover, so I'm cool with it. Yeah. I like the title, right, because it's supposed to be Live and Let Learn, you know, like Get Over It, you know, type shit, but no, now it's Live and Let Die. I think it's supposed to be Live and Let Live, no? I thought it was Live and Let Learn, but either way, I'm going to Google that real quick. Um, is it? Oh, it is Live and Let Live. Fuck, I was wrong. I don't even know what that is. Well, now, isn't Live and Let Learn a thing, too? Maybe. I don't know. Either way, Live and Let Die is just the opposite. Yes, Live and Let Learn is a thing. We were both right. Woo! I was writer. And they mean the same thing. (laughs) It means that you're supposed to take a life lesson and learn from it. So Live and Let Live is a stupider version when Live and Let Learn is like the... My version's better. Which version do you have in your (laughs) local area that you're coming from? I was talking to you, YouTubies. Is a YouTube is a thing? Anyway, um, basically, live and let die is to go the opposite way. Oh, it's like, oh, you have a lesson coming in? Fucking kill them. Deal with the situation. There is no learning. There is no moving past it. Shit is final. Yeah. And I really, like, it adds, like, a, a severity to the project that really kind of gets you, like, okay, shit be real on this one. But, yeah, that's well, what I got to say about that. Let's get into it. Let's check out the intro, which also has... A parenthesis. Parentheses. Uh, I can't even say it properly. Um, live and let die. Let's listen. Let's do it. So, it kind of sounds like a, a movie introduction, mm-hmm. like street whatever parents blah blah blah, and then like the the voice kicks in. New York City, the Big Apple, a place of opportunity and success where most men discover their blindest dreams. There isn't another city quite like this one, but in some places, you be careful crossing the street. Like, it just kind of, yep. like, changes the entire tone. And it's it short. Lo- it's only 41 seconds, this one. But it's it's a cool juxtaposition, right? Because you think of New York in a certain way, the Big Apple, and especially as a youngster growing up in Montreal at this time, we totally fetishize New York and shit. I mean, look at Die Hard. Look at all these great adventures that take place in New York and shit. I'm like, you think about it as like this is the place the magic the everything but you only ever see the glossy side of it the the shiny parts of the apple and here you're gonna get to see the rotten core of what the fuck actually goes on behind that shiny veneer that you know gets put out to the whole world Mm -hmm. so i think it's cool to like take that like almost hollywood idea of what new york is and just like flip it and set you up for like this album and as far as the intro goes does the job what an intro is supposed to do super well produced it's fine i give it a 4.25 yep um i like how it it definitely sounds kind of like movie-esque at the beginning kind of um 
almost like film noir kind of mysteriousness to it. Like it kind of has that cold, like it feels like you feel like a, a cold wind and like leaves kind of blowing and stuff like that. It kind of gives you like that whole um, visual just like by listening to the sound of it. Like it just kind of gives you that. Um, and just kind of like it's like a place of dreams. But and New York is 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 wonderful and you can have great success and whatever but it's also a dangerous place is kind of like what he's saying so you can almost like visualize like exactly like what he's talking about because of like the description of like that the narrator is kind of giving so it was um it was interesting and so and he's from queens new york i believe so i also gave it a 4.25 yeah so it's a really cool start like and just another point it definitely gets you to stop thinking about whatever you were thinking about before and it kind of gets you ready to jump on the run Mm -hmm. all right bonnie how do you feel about this Paul McCartney song on the run? <laughs> um, well, I'm going to go into it. Um, so he's kind of involved with um, the mob and he's dealing drugs for them. Um, this one is like, like a whole story. So I, I, I really like that. Um, so sometimes like when he's like transporting like millions of dollars, he gets tempted. Um, even though he knows that they'll like retaliate and like hurt him and his, and his family he 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 decides he's gonna take that chance and uh, he's gonna do it anyways and he like makes this plot um like to like escape from like everything from everything and to like run away from like the mob by like you know going back and like taking his wife and his kids or his child um but then like so they pack up and they go in a frenzy and everything and then like on the way to the airport he gets like stuck in traffic and it's like this whole thing and then i guess like these guys find out that this guy would have, you know he tried stealing money from them and obviously like the mobs Sorry, these guys are the luciano family which mm-hmm. is one of the the big mob families yeah you know like the the og guys um and then so they find out that he's t- you know t- you know maybe skimmed money or taken money from them um, or it's drugs a briefcase or whatever. full with half a million. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so don't mess around. And he, he skipped a meeting that he was supposed to go meet them and deliver it to get more shit. Yep. So, yeah, so anyways, so the, the, he somehow in this traffic, um, the, the mob guys, like, pull up next to him and basically, like, there's, like, a shoot-off. And his wife gets hit, but his, his kid is okay. Um, but he's not really sure, like, if, it, if his, like, wife's okay. Um, and then just like the mob just wants him dead. Clearly, like this is like what he's tra- what they're trying to do. And then in the third verse, it's the, seemed- w- the wife gets hit in the upper arm. She's totally fine. We can keep going. Yeah, and in the third verse, there's like no nothing about it. Like there's no like mention of like you know helping her out or bandaging. Like she just seems like totally fine. Like they've completely forgotten about it. Um, and he ends up having like. Anyways, the mob finds them anyways, and he ends up having a shoot-off with the mob guys and ends up killing them all. With the Luciano family's mm-hmm. core group. Yeah. Luciano himself is there. Yeah, and then now he's he's a free man. He's He's gotten away. He's killed all these maf- mafia, like, gangster guys. And, you know, it. that's pretty much it. So it is kind of like a great story. Um, I like this kind of kind of a song. I like when <clears> like, this is something that I would do for, like, a lyrical breakdown. Um, I mean, it seems a little unlikely, but it does seem like a good story. Um, it's something that you can imagine from, like, in, like, a movie. You know, you can imagine this, which kind of goes back to the introduction and how it kind of feels like a film, like how this, like, 
and new, how New York is like the setting for like a lot of films. So it, it's interesting. I liked it. I gave this a four point five. So I have like a whole other level to this song that like he kicked in because there's a story, mm-hmm. but there's like this attitude of complete disdain for the mafia that gets kicked in. Now, as I understand it, the mafia did not like black people and basically <laughs> left shit like heroin to them and and you know kind of were extremely racist in it so they would treat the black folk as inferior and use them for bullshit work etc so when you get some shit like doing some pickups deliveries transporting keys which hold up deliveries transporting keys that's some fucking rhyming everybody on the internet seemed to believe this is the greatest part of what he does so i guess i was looking for it but it also rhymes with making g's deliveries transporting keys got me like a flunky money i'm driving around with 10 kilos inside my trunk g i'm also reading the edited lyrics off of the genius page c i was trying to add my own shit in Mm -hmm. but um so if i fuck up and don't put the cussing in it's because it's the clean version of the lyrics for some reason um but But there still is cussing so i don't know yeah but anyway so like his it's just that the rhyming is impeccable so not only is he moving the the story along he's hitting it in like this this like constant flow where it's almost like he's anxious to just get the line started so it almost feels like everything's a little bit early but in like an on time kind of way i'm not trying to say he's off time Mm. but it's just i I like the way he hits his flow up but then to make everything just rhyme and like everything rhymes perfectly is pretty fucking cool like and i'm trying to ignore it but sometimes i get tempted to do a dip and make a run for it and like he just is doing this multi-syllabic rhyming which is more than just you know the regular shit and it's really cool and it's a really dope thing to do in my opinion he definitely keeps a bit of like a constant cadence on the song and i'm not gonna say he has the same flow on every song but i find that within the same song he'll kind of maintain the same flow as he goes along through it but at the same time, this story is pretty fucking riveting and full of all these little details. Like, come on, baby, pack your stuff, get ready. And then she, he has a girl come in and go, damn, why your face all sweaty? Like, really, <laughs> like, responding to him, adding yeah. that, like, little extra theatrical situation. Um, and then they they run on, they, they go on the run, and then you hear the mobs talking. They got the whole shipment. What? They got the whole shipment. I want that son of a bitch dead. I don't care. And it's just fucking like it's really fun, and it's an actual it's sampled from the Untouchables with Al Capone and shit, and I like how they did that, brought it all in, over a beat that like I'm not really great with the beats, but let me be clear, DJ Polo is one of those dudes that like I don't know if he actually created the beat or he just engineered it, I, I don't know. Sometimes I know at least one of the tracks somebody else did it, but so it was produced by Sir Jinx, and I guess DJ Polo is more of the live performing DJ. I should have looked this up ahead of time i didn't my bad everybody but so sir jinx's production then is fucking like ridiculous whoever fucking made the beats good lots of sound like it sounds like samples but really like layered and laced in a way that creates like that thick groove driven like you just kind of get sucked into it where your biggest problem at least as a reviewer is how the hell do i pay attention to the lyrics when this beat is just like sucking me in and making me want to vibe to it Mm -hmm. making you want to go back and listen again because the story is pretty fucking detailed and shit so i mean it started off with that like movie introduction and then to like flow it into this 
pretty dope tail over this great beat where like incredible rhyming like nothing is wasted it all just feels like it was well thought out well put together and i really respect the talent that i'm, I'm seeing on on this song it was really impressive to me if you're into the lyrical shit and you haven't heard this well you should hear this so i give it a 4.5 on 5 i'm gonna be clear it's not my favorite sound in terms of beats and shit just that's why it's not a five i i would put this on like when i'm I'm in the mood for it type shit and in terms of the realms of what it is blows my fucking mind cool oh yeah you went first this time so why don't we instead of having any parentheses just talk about live and let die okay so this starts off and you hear like there's some kind of a drug deal going on and there's lots of people and the phone rings and dude's describing a white guy with a scar and yo if he smokes a marlboro that's the 50 and so he asks him for a cigarette it's a marlboro and it's like it's fucking cops and bam 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 bang and then uh the song kind of just starts in it and it kicks in and like the whole tone shifts into a much quicker upbeat version of like what we just heard in terms of style Mm -hmm. so what did you think of this one um yeah i mean so obviously like that's pretty much it um they discover the undercover cops um and then there's like the news report that you know these two undercover cops are found murdered in an apartment like that's how it relates to the cover of this album um and like it was them um and it kind of sounds like an eerie um it's kind of an interesting beat because it sounds like an eerie like charlie's angels kind of sound like the their theme song um and it is sort of like the hard realities of like the the troublesome street life and like kind of the things you get into and people are going to die and you're just going to have to live with that and move on and carry on otherwise you know like if if you're in like a, a shootout with like one gang versus another gang or something like that and like your friend gets like shot like you can't stick around you'll you'll just get killed as well so it's just kind of like that like you just kind of have to let things go and people are going to die and you just have to you know it's kind of like survival of the fittest you just you just have to keep on going um and yeah so it kind of you know and it kind of reminds me of like the paul mccartney song like i said before um and then he kind of talks about that he couldn't really like handle like a like a nine to five kind of a job or he couldn't get one and he's kind of talking about like how he you know used to kill people and then or no how he's killing people and then he plants a bomb and kills like a bunch of cops um and like this is the only life that he knows um you know like he like sets up like this whole like thing just to like you know screw over the cops um and this is his life this is how he he makes money this is how he he functions and like there's not a lot of like options for like people in the hood and you know it is sort of like the hard reality like this is like well this is this is my my job that I go to every day I go and I commit crimes and I do whatever I have to do to make money and feed my family and you know do that kind of stuff but it sounds pretty cool and I really like this one so I give this a 4.5 fair enough um so yeah it kind of has I feel like each verse kind of takes its own topic and he kind of like sticks to it mm-hmm. i mean as far as his rapping goes it's quicker but it's that same core flow that like kind of really cadence driven conversational like i'm telling you some shit now kind of tone um i got a chance to get some money so i'm taking it no joke because this being broke shit it, uh, just ain't making it because i grew up in the fast lane see my pop run the numbers and my uh mom's held the blackjack games and so he paints this picture in the first verse of like how growing up 
or his parents were involved in some uh, maybe more illicit type shit. And, you know, his dad was moving drugs and whatnot. Um, but, like, he saw these containers being, like, set up. And then by the time he was 10, they, like, moved the money out of, the, uh, out of his home into something else. And, you know, everyone knew that his dad is not somebody to be fucked with because if you tried to fuck with him, you're going to die. Even his mom's got, gun, uh, got a gun on her. Cops are dropping dead everywhere. Um, undercovers are getting killed and shit and that's why when you're young on the streets you gotta live and let die and so you kind of get this whole situation building up the consequence of where you understand where it's like you have to be willing to kill almost or willing to do what needs to be done to survive in this environment because seeing how his dad earned that respect and seeing how his parents maybe took that i don't know if it's literally his parents or if it's just describing somebody who you know anybody's parents right but just being in that environment and seeing it all transition it's like well no shit you're gonna end up with this you know frame of mind and then that second verse you know it kind of flows a little bit more into like like his own prospects and his desires and his like willing and want to like kind of get money like some people say selling weight is a death rate but i can't wait to set up shop in the next state i ain't worried about a brother trying to take mines because my plot comes on a hundred shot nine police are right on my heels but i'm always one step ahead of the punks making dope deals you know like he's set up he's meticulous he understands the game he's fucking killing it people can't be coming after him he's fucking willing to fight and do whatever he's got to do and like you just kind of get the sense that like he grew up he saw this environment now he's doing this type of shit but he's so fucking smart now when the police go to raid it you get that little skit where it's like they're getting bombed and shit and i love how when he goes you gotta live and let die you hear like an explosion at the start of the third verse like that's just what it is man if the cops is coming at you fucking kill them forget all that bullshit about saving the soul some chump will pump your ass full of bullet holes so i'm out to make a killing and all you suckers are chilling because they ain't just an ordinary villain and you just it's like one of those lines where it's like i mean certainly at first glance that could be perceived as some not nice uh approach to life but i find it kind of realistic like corporate america is not that different i mean the way we actually act versus how we pretend to act is a lot more like that it just sounds to me like it's a more blunt and apt way to describe the killer be killed mentality that dominates throughout corporate america and anywhere else like so saving your soul i mean like honestly who the fuck do people care about outside of their circle i mean even you watching this you might care about a lot of people you might donate to charity you might be a real nice person but you really gonna be out there saving souls and shit really i don't i don't know about that but the truth is we all if you're in especially a certain kind of environment the likelihood of somebody killing you is very different so that's where you're at do what you have to fucking do kind of thing whereas like if you know people are going to snitch on you people are going to come at you and be malicious people are going to domineer you find ways to deal with each of those circumstances yeah i like when he goes it ain't about a fair fight because i only get open for smoking suckers in daylight another punk bites to dust because i just blood out your butt like pus you know, it's fucking vicious in the sense that he's trying to make it as vile as possible. This isn't meant to be, like, happy. It's just kind of what it is, yep. is what I'm feeling from it. But it's almost like if you're going to do it, go to balls to the walls and do it fucking right. 
I don't know, man. You hear about how some cops were dying uh, and, like, the kind of end of the skit kind of plays out. And it really does create this, like, theatrical thing. Like, he's out there and they're just dealing with the situation. Don't be a snitch. We don't tolerate undercovers around here. Some points are very made. But mostly, I feel like it's saying, like, how can you blame Pierre? Oh, and then in the third verse, right, he's fucking all about killing the women and shit. Um, that was another part. Like, he is not afraid to fuck up your mother. Any woman that pisses him off, too, it's going to take him out. He's not sexist is what he's trying to say. He'll fuck up anybody that he has to. And I think just the part where he's willing to kill women and shit, just he's willing to go that much further in savagery because, you know, at least in the 90s, it wasn't okay to hit women. <laughs> and these days, it's I don't know where we're at with that shit. Um, I think it's I think it's probably still the same. Like you well, I feel like there are literally two sides. See, there's a weird side. So there's the the side where like people just didn't care and whatever is bad. But then there's the that sexist attitude, and that's literally another side of the conversation that exists now, even if it's stupid. I digress. Um, I like this song. I feel like it really again drives home the idea of this environment breeds this behavior. Right. Yeah. Well, and and I, he describes it as reality rap. Gangster rap is not the term that Cool G Rap uses, which the G is genius. The cool genius of rap. That's cool. He's the cool genius of rap. And he's showing his genius That's in this know. song. I really like this. Um, I give it a 4.5 on 5. I mean, I feel like in terms of quality, this is going to be one of the most consistent albums. Like, the beat is as good, the rhymes are as good, but it's also different, so your interest is still peaked and shit. I don't know. It's a great track. Um, but the next one is him going to be telling us all about how crime pays. That's right. I like this one. It's, like, a little bit kind of criticizing the system a little bit. Yeah. Crime don't pay. That's what they tell us. It's a really weird idea, right? Like, oh, crime. I mean, crime is well, like. They are trying to keep. I mean, the they are the people who are trying to keep, you know, people out of, like, prison and to, like, are not they, go I feel down like this route. the they is more the system in place, the government authorities and shit. And it isn't really about that. I think it's just this is the branding. Well, crime doesn't pay. Vote for us. We're going hard on crime. We're putting in systems in place. But it doesn't really take into account the reality of a situation of when you're broke and jobs are crap. Well, maybe crime and have, does. And you have a criminal record. Now, maybe if you want to look at the metadata of a situation in the macro point of view, well, only 10% of people are going to survive. If you want to look at it like that, from a super science point of view, you can make it. A very powerful argument to how crime is not cost effective for an individual but it doesn't take into account the rest of an individual's circumstances anyway mm -hmm. but that's because the other motherfuckers getting jealous now that's something i agree with people are jealous if you're willing to break certain laws i'm not going to say i break a lot of laws but i am willing to jaywalk now jaywalking <laughs> is against the law in canada everybody here jaywalks. that's not true there's a lot of fucking people who are awful and make you wait at the light but we're notoriously bad us montrealers for jaywalking but it's a safe crime to talk about on camera it's not like i'm gonna get clipped for that you know yeah but like you see the difference and like the people who won't do it they look at you almost with this admiration you know it's dangerous you could die are you fucking kidding me of course i know i can fucking die crossing the street illegally but like the likelihood of that is pretty fucking small so i do it anyway i look i don't see cars i cross 
or if I see cars, I can gauge the distance of how far it'll take a car at about 40 kilometers. That's right, Canada, 40 kilometers per hour. <laughs> and then that's, I think, 25-ish miles per hour. And I'm like, if I, I can judge if it's safe for me to cross the fucking street. Anyway. Right. And, but people will criticize you because they're imposing on themselves these rules. Anyway. That was my little tangent and parallels that isn't quite the same but is trying to convey the same idea. Um, but I'm going to tell you this. The neighborhood got the good fellas and they come arrest us for the same shit they sell us because they don't want to see a young black rolling inside a nice car, a nice kit without the shit being stolen. So they come and lock up. Uh, meanwhile, some corrupt politician is making bigger bucks. And that's a fascinating commentary on just how when white people commit certain crimes, it's a fucking problem. And yeah. when black people do it, it's not a problem, but when black people do it, it is. So, like, black kids and white kids smoke pot at the same rate in America. But if you whiten at university and you get caught with some drugs, it's totally fine. But if you black in the hood and you get caught with some drugs, it's uh, you should look up the slave amendment of the Constitution that allows for young black kids, young people, anybody in jail to be uh, used for slave labor purposes in America. So I don't know, just food for thought and all that shit. But uh, I don't know. Meanwhile, uh, folk be getting blamed for the crystal, but we don't grow the motherfucking coke and we don't make the fucking pistols. Ain't trying to live in poverty. And a black man's lottery is a motherfucking robbery. You know, and that's another like fascinating fucking point to me. Yeah. It's like, who makes the, the cocaine? It's definitely not the hood. It's imported. It comes from somewhere. And if you look up the situations with Noriega and the way Reagan's government played some shit, well, there's definitely it came from the government. They brought the coke yep. in general. White people and all the celebrities doing cocaine, it was not a problem. It was okay to go do some blow, go to Studio 51, Four. 54, and party with Andy Warhol. That's totally fine. You can do all the blow you want, but you mix it up in the little rocks and sell it. In. You know, it's just fucked up, man. And the guns, like, who makes guns? I don't I don't really see a little gun factory in the corner of Harlem. It just you makes know? me think of KRS and, like, what, KRS one when he did the, the 100, 100, 100 clips. Right. Going to New York. Yeah, but, like, it's just, like, when you really, like, break it down, why is there so many gun stores per capita in those areas? I mean, why is there not some regulation that is, like, yo, you can't do that? Why yep. is it encouraged? Anyway, so, I mean, then you're vilified and shamed simply because of the, the laws, you know? Um, police don't look at a white man strange driving a Range Rover. I mean, that's probably true. I, I don't know. I feel like I don't know a lot of white people who drive Range Rovers. Um, anyway, so, like, I just I, I appreciate how, like, they don't want to they, – they kind of are forced into a certain lifestyle. And you look around and it's like, okay, all of this crime's happening. And maybe it's not, like, the nicest thing in the fucking world in any way. But, like – if you're comparing against all of the regular ass shit that that's possible in, in like I don't know if it's this song but when he talks about I don't want to be a janitor and it's like you know what I don't want to be a janitor either <laughs> like yeah. I don't know I mean it sounds like kind of pretentious so like limited. I have my nice cushy middle class job right now but let's say I lost that shit um would I be a janitor? I don't know. Maybe I have too much pride for that shit. Maybe I'd be more inclined to do something on the dirty over actually literally cleaning up shit you know actually literally doing something clean anyway um but 
but at, so like I like when it in the second verse it's like stop stop freeze but at the same time some old rich fuck driving by with 20 keys because they came up with a law to keep the rich motherfuckers rich and the poor motherfuckers poor and like again it's just looking at this fact where it's like if you have money if you're right if you're already set up it's totally okay for you to go ahead and do whatever you can have all the drugs you're set up you paid your bribes you've done your due diligence in that regard and there really is a system in place to keep the rich rich and the poor poor because you just got to look at the wealth disparity charts of 2019 to see the prophetic words of mr cool g rap back in the day mm-hmm. i don't know song was proper Gave me a lot to think about. It was cool because, I mean, we're going to get into a lull in the album where I feel like a few of the songs in a row are very, very similar. Yeah. But this part, it's just starting off with this, like, dynamic, alive, like, the topics are changing. His rapping, again, is consistent, but it gets different. It's like every beat, he twists it just enough to make it, like, a proper and alive experience. Um, anyway, I gave this track, if you want to guess it, you can guess it. It's a 4.5 on 5. It's fucking cool. But then the song just, like, abruptly ends before the next one. Yeah. I don't know. How did you think? Um, I mean, yeah, I don't. I only have, like, a little bit more to say. I mean, you pretty much covered it all. Um, that, you know, obviously crime does pay for them. And, you know, like, they're not trying to live poor. They're not trying to live in poverty. But, like, this is, this is their, this is the only way that they can, you know, or he can see that, like, they can make a proper decent living is by committing crimes it's the only way that they can pay their bills keep their lights on put food on the table um and you know like you get to be like your own boss so like you can kind of set your own hours and just do whatever as long as you're making you know hitting those goals and you're able to to achieve something from your crimes then um then that's it then it is going to be a crime-based um situation for a lot of people it's the only way to make any real money and it's it's sad but it's true and also like this is like you know 1992 uh, and i think it was written in 1990 1991 um so this is at like the height of like the kind of crack crack epidemic and like how you know like new york was like a dangerous and and dirty place back then and it wasn't the clean like you know hipster place that it is today um there there was a lot more people involved in drugs a lot more crimes a lot more it it was a darker darker city and so i think that you know like for them like it was like the prime time to be committing crimes and be making money and like you can be successful because everybody was doing it um so that's what that's it like they they take what they can get and um this is their reality so it's it's him speaking the truth that he knows and um yeah i mean it's it's really good and it goes to show that like you know these illegal jobs are easy to get into and you can make a lot of money um by by doing all of these like kind of dangerous you know sketchy things so yeah um it oh and there's good mixing on this one as well <laughs> i liked it um so it's a solid message and you know his reality so i gave this a 4.25 all right well the truth is we're home sweet home as we record this hey bonnie i would appreciate it if you start this one so we don't get to the end and you're like well i don't have much more to say because you said it all i don't say it like that about being snarky about it um so it starts off and there's like kind of like police siren in the background so we kind of get the idea that they're being chased and they're you know there's like a like a what is it called like cops i guess (laughs) um so and it's just kind of like 
him talking about life in the hood and about the, the people who, you know, the addicts, the criminals, the, the police are always harassing them. There's always fights. It's just constant violence all the time. And, um, but he's just kind of like, well, whatever. It's, it's where, it's where I live. It's my home sweet home. Like, like this is my reality. This is, I'm going back, you know, like you think that you can escape this, but he has to go back to this reality every single day, every single night. He goes back there and he wakes up and this is his reality. So it is hard for like somebody that like that's that's living there and that's currently like in the situation to like even really escape it. So, um, oh, and there was a weird like um, like the beat just dropped like in the middle of this of the song. And I thought that, that felt like a little unnecessary on this track. Like I didn't really get the reason why that was done um anyways and then there was like in the next part there's like a girl and um she ends up dying from like an od and the drug dealer just kind of like doesn't really give a shit and he just kind of goes on with his life and like the buildings are falling apart and he has to like walk up like eight flights of stairs because the elevators like stop elevator has stopped working um and then he he climbs up to all the top of these stairs only to find out that he is getting evicted from his home sweet home so uh it sucks it's and it it doesn't i guess he just can't pay the bills and all these crimes and everything else and so i guess you know for him crimes maybe don't pay enough to pay to, to pay the rent um and again it just seems like the harsh reality of like life back then and like the struggles like this is you know that probably a lot of people went through um so i give this another 4.25 so we failed at googling earlier and by we i mean me live and let live means you should tolerate the opinions and behavior of others so they should sim- similarly tolerate your own mm-hmm. and that's not what i said before because mm-hmm. i was wrong so live and let die would be like fuck that shit pop you for being or, or the attitude is to not tolerate not give a shit and just move on and deal with the situations well there you go so person who commented and didn't get to this part i will know that because um, <laughs> that that happens sometimes but then you get the oh you see the comment and then like later on oh i see you corrected yourself 45 minutes later <laughs> anyway that's totally fine I really like this song though. It's another like this one is like he has such like an ability to paint a canvas with his words in terms of like brothers on the corner selling junk got held up by the hotties who got the shotties in the trunk. You got the hard rocks waving glocks at the punks. Police only harass you when they want to get a chunk. And you know like you just get the picturing of him like walking up the street and he's like looking to the left and oh i see some dudes selling some uh, some shit and then they got some girls over there and the shotguns are in the trunk and you know people fuck around they wave guns around and the police show up when they want to get paid and yep. you know they got so many corners they got so many stops and i can't even bump up the block without the yo mount what you got like you know so much of it's happening so many people are involved in this that like he's just kind of grouped into this situation whether or not like he actually wants to be involved in it um he's walking past somebody looking strange he's looking for a hit for the veins or a blow at somebody's brains you have addicts in the neighborhood that are just that fucking desperate that they're willing to do anybody anything to get high i guess they would do anybody to get high too depending on who they are um, I mean, there's yeah. that there's that movie with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio where he gets the blowjob at the end of the movie. Oh, Basketball Diaries, so good. Um, 
and anyway, even the shorties live in naughty lives. I guess that was the next line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Walking around, even drive around with big 45s. I just like it flows on through, and everything about this really just kind of pushes the situation. Like these kids fucking killing and robbing a grandmother, just stabbing her. You know, literally nobody's safe. There's no integrity. There's no like rules. Everybody is just like fucking willing to kill anybody. It it just sounds savage. And then it's like, yeah, this is my home sweet home. And this is where he comes from. This is his environment. This is what he sees. Then in like the second verse, it's kind of like some girl wants to fuck him, you know, but like, you know, she has VD, so that's an issue. And that's kind of bad because she's just passing it around. So you have to worry about that on top of it all. To worry about the cops harassing you. You have to worry about your daughter going to a drug dealer's party and getting fucking killed and shit. And it's just like the context that puts it in. On top of that, he has that crazy storytelling rhyming where so when he gets to lines like cops killing our kids but they bill us so what's worse the killer cops are the cop killers every day's another risk i'm even mad to go to my pad to always always smell like piss and i like how he's complicated with the rhyme where i'll have his main rhymes and i'll have little sub rhymes before it and i mean i see this a lot now because i mean i grew up with a lot of eminem so when i write i go to those kinds of moves and it's like holy shit this guy has literally got every dope ass lyrical trick in the book be like this is it this is like the i'm not saying he's the first one i don't actually know that but this is like the black sabbath of lyricism man it's like everything you can think of like black sabbath wrote it or you can like trace it all back is what a lot of metal heads would say like they wrote everything you know i'm certain yeah. you've heard that shit before yes. but like as i'm going through these songs i'm like yo that's another trick that's another one and i'm really really impressed with his like overall ability to rhyme he really is i don't see if you actually rap in any way i don't see how you can't not love this dude he's fucking good with it stories talent excellent beat work i don't know what else you could want in this track if that beat was more of my style of banging i would be giving it a five but it's another 4.5 because <laughs> that's how a lot of this album hit me like wow this is excellent fucking music I well, just actually wished I liked it a little bit more in terms of preference. True. So, so well, you said well. I, I was going to just make a, a robbery, a train robbery comment. If you're going to do that, you should, <laughs> you should try not to rob the moment. And anyway, I don't know where I'm going with that. Let's run a train. So we're like, let's say it's the fifth song. On the run, all sorts of stories. For real. Live and let die kind of little stories within verses but still cohesive yeah crime pays more commentary but still descriptive story-like yeah home sweet home story-like in its descriptive nature Mm -hmm. train robbery absolutely another story yep and i don't know how many rap albums we've covered where there's no ego tracks by now Where's the ego track? There's none. It's and just it, it is it is kind of a rare thing to have like story after story after story like something so like clear and like like beginning middle end kind of like it's very like I would there's many songs on this album that, that you know I could well, do for a lyrical breakdown. It's but it's also like normally guys will have like one or two songs like yeah. this on the project or like something like. I, I can't even think of a single example, but we've we've talked about them where like you'll get like like doesn't Biggie have like this big old shootout at the end song? Like usually yeah. they'll have like one or two mixed in. I'm in a pure like story, 
you know, not just flossing and my life's dope type shit. And that's that's another thing is maybe he's done it on other projects, but this isn't really like it doesn't feel like this is all about Cool G rap. It feels more like Cool G rap is painting you the picture of where Cool G rap comes from. And he's just being really authentic in his journalistic approach to this hip hop. Because like, I mean, did he do these things? I don't know probably not like everything that's not really the point the way he described it i did some stuff i wrote about stuff i saw doesn't really matter that's not the point it's about the reality of it yeah he actually he does say that in the dj vlad so i'm like okay it but like if you think about what Nas was doing what a lot of guys are doing it was just i guess built on this idea of just looking around at what you see and spitting it real re- like really just breaking it down properly in that regard you know um at least for Illmatic uh but I really I don't know like what do you think about this one um well I mean there's again I'll just kind of go through like the story kind of quickly um so they're just sort of like in like the metro or like if you're not in Quebec um the subway um the train yeah the train um and they decide to like rob people with guns kind of like the old school like cowboys like robbing a (laughs) robbing a train like that kind of thing um like that's what it makes me think of like i've never i don't think i've ever heard of like an actual like metro or subway being like robbed before but i mean i'm sure it's been done um so obviously like you know he's kind of going after those people in like the train that have that look a little wealthier that have a little bit more bling he's taking like the rolex watches he's kind of you know taking advantage of those things um and then like at one point like completely like randomly it seems like he there's like a girl like sucking his dick and well like, he he sees a very rich attractive lady like, and, and she turns him like off a rape situation. And in the middle of the train ride he's like mm, it's a good time to pop off a nut in her mouth as we're robbing the train pulls yeah. her to the side and the way he describes it it's like she's screaming drops him down to his knees he whip puts his as he puts his dick in his in her mouth he jizzes like yeah. there's not even like a real blowjob happening it's just he's so in the moment and um he's so like full of energy and sometimes things can be very exciting and, Built up. and then in very exciting high risk moments you might pop off a little a little sooner mm-hmm. like if you're in an elevator or some shit in public and it wasn't time about you bunny just 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 things like that can happen and so i just picture him like being caught up on this adrenaline rush they're in the middle of this shit it it didn't really feel like the girl gave although there's no there's no consent it was Mm -hmm. just like i have a gun you should probably put that in your mouth yeah and so she did and then he just filled it up and then he kept going yep and then that was that back to robbing so i mean that's kind of in the middle of all this he's just over there getting a blowjob quickly uh anyways just kind of random um and then like the and then the train like pulls in and uh cops get on and then like the cops and like them have like a a shoot off and um he gets shot but he's still alive and he's fine and then like more cops are like coming after them and like they're running away and then he like they're running it's just like it just makes me think of um grand theft auto like it just makes me think of like all of that (laughs) because then they kicked out out some girl from like her car out of her jeep and then he gets in and um the cops are chasing after them and i think like i don't know if the lady got shot or something um they shoot up like four cops and three bystanders get clipped in this altercation yeah it's just like a bloody mess um may may i just interject you may 
I like when he says shit like, it's like a fucking adventure. Like, he's just so caught up in the moment. He yeah. just wants you to show his excitement about how grandiose this is. He's like, oh, is. guys, I'm going to tell you this story. This great story about this time that I robbed a train. And listen to this. And it's just kind of like he just gets, like, all excited in the moment again when he's just telling you the story. I like I like how at the end he's like, but you can't fuck with the kid. My boy started thinking back on the train, but all the shit we did, leaving folk in poverty. Three black motherfuckers pulled off a great train robbery, took out his motherfuckers, duck it. But, hey, what can I say? Life is a bitch, so fuck it. Yeah. And I like how part of this tale, and this is probably, like, the part I feel like you don't often get, is they successfully robbed this train, yep. jack credit cards, hit some old guy. Well, because the, the cop cars end up, like, crashing into each yeah. other, I think, and then it explodes, and again, they, like, outsmart the cops, and they're free, and, but like, then, this is, like, their life, and this is what they gotta do. you have the ethical question that gets brought up at the end, like, what do we just actually do? Mm-hmm. Like, who do we, what do we do? You know, I mean, they, it isn't... We left people in poverty, like, this is people who are taking the train and maybe like you know like i mean i'm certain that they were targeting whoever and whatever but i don't feel like you often get to the end of the rap song about the great robbery situation or the shoot up or the heist or the murder or whatever the fuck they're doing Mm -hmm. and then have any semblance of yo what did we actually just do and then having to quelch those feelings with but life's a bitch, so fuck it. But the part it also where, kind of makes me think of like Nas. Maybe he was listening to this, and like he's another like New Yorker, and like you know he's a little bit before him, and he said life's a bitch, and so maybe like he got this from the him. Maybe, but I still I still think it's like interesting how part of the reality is feeling bad about what you did, which is again not something. I feel it gets really brought up a lot in these types of songs and yeah. really adds some credence to the whole situation. Like, that's part of... Like, even if this is maybe something that you want to, like, get involved with, just be aware this is a little something that you're going to have to contend with. Like, this is, like, what he has to do. Like, this isn't what he wants to be doing. This is what he has to do in order to survive. And I think that he's aware of that. And I think that that's kind of, like, the... There's, like, kind of, like, this dark cloud over every, like, thing that he's doing that sounds so fun and it seems so great. But there's a reason why he's doing a lot of these things because there's no other choice for him. And apparently there's a beat flip up. I'm not remembering it in this moment, but I wrote it down in my notes. So I'm going to assume that it was there and (laughs) trust myself. But in general, the production on the album, it has been alive and not boring to listen to. Um, There's apparently a music video. I watched a few of them. I did not watch this one's music video. So sorry about that, anyone. If it's good, let me know. I'll give it a little watch. If it's like the other ones, let me know. Um, (laughs) I gave this one a 4.35. And a bit of it is just the overall sound of the beat. Not Cool G Raps rapping or his story. Because it is like, it's riveting in terms of you get so caught up into it. And you just picture, like the next time I'm in the subway, it's like you're going to wonder. Probably not because it's Montreal. But like... You just kind of left to wonder, you know, like this could actually happen. And maybe it did happen a lot more back then. And even to that end, I don't think I've ever considered it before. Isn't this shit that actually was actually happening in Paris a lot lately? And like that was a concern of yeah, going but those to Paris. Are, those are maybe like the real trains because I don't think it was happening on like the, I don't think there is what's a the subway di- What's system. the difference between a real train and a but subway? But like a real really? train is like one that like goes from like one place to another. And like in my mind, like a metro. No, but it was, or the like Paris, the- it was the Paris subways that were like really dangerous. Anyway, well, could be still be dangerous. so it's just the idea of like actually having that visual of how something like this would go down. Although, where the fuck does he 
do the blowjob thing. That was what I was. It wondering. seemed like he was just doing it wherever. He was just in like the middle of the damn train, just getting a fucking blowjob in the middle of like, like with a gun up. And I like, I don't, what is this guy doing? I don't know. He's getting head while robbing the train. That is what he did. I was like that poor um, girl. Anyway, so I give it a four point three five just because of the overall sound, but not because of the quality of the project. Yeah, I mean overall, I was loving this. Um, I like these really these great stories. I gave it a four point five. All right, so I did mention something about the lack of ego songs, and I think it's <laughs> going to change as we talk about who the fuck is hashtag one, hashtag one? Is that a hashtag? No, it's number one with a bullet. Stop that. So at the very beginning of the song, Beyonce goes, it's so crazy right now, most incredibly, it's your girl B. Okay, no, that's the wrong. So crazy in what? love. Because the sample at the very beginning of this is the same sample used in Crazy in Love. So I thought I would be funny. I tried it in another podcast and I was trying something new. Okay? Maybe it sucks. But relax yourself, okay? Okay. Uh, this, this There's um, a, J- a J-Lo, um, uh, Jenny from the Block, like, sample that's also included in this. But it obviously must be from something older than this well this one samples are you my woman tell me so by the child lights i don't know who that is but it's they they made that sample i bet you they're from chicago that i i know from the crazy in love but this song uh features somebody called big daddy kane yeah now i've never heard big daddy kane rap before just never ever ever you weren't at that bonfire where he was he was singing a song for us. You weren't there? No. Hmm, but like weird. in general, like <laughs> most of the people I've like I I know who I know I've heard of Big Daddy Kane. Many rap songs I like mention Big Daddy Kane. Yep. But I've never listened to him. So I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, this is faster. It is like maybe the fastest one we've come across so far. Yeah. What I like about Cool G rap on this is he takes what he does at any speed. And he just changes his speed to match the beat. And something that I think is worth watching is tempo changes in the beat. In my opinion, the rapper that can have multiple tempos on the beat probably has a little bit more skill than the rapper. And I'm not, it's it's a generalization here. It's not for everyone. But a lot of rappers will cling to a safe rhythm and it'll be like the same BPM the whole album. Not cool G rap. He just goes right the fuck fast here. Like the last time I caught a body, it was recent. Give me an HK4 banana clips and I'll take it on a precinct. Yeah, the murder rate is on the rise with like me steady popping or dropping like flies to get him up when I hit him up and I hit him hard. But there'll, there'll be no get well card straight to the motherfucking graveyard because me don't want to get undone. And so this whole song is kind of like he'll fucking kill you. And he's uh, the the best with a bullet. He's he's the number one. He he's just ridiculously talented with it. And if you look at it from like the perspective of a gun, sure, he's a quick draw and he's rapping fast, and that's actually making sense. If you translate that into him being an MC, he's fucking you know quick. I think it's kind of like a, a sure shot. And right? then like that's a good like. Mm. And then I really like how in, in lieu of a chorus, they put like a really detailed little scratchy DJ break. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really pleasant to listen to. Then Big Daddy came, fucked me up. A one man gang to bring their bang, <laughs> so their next can't even hang. Yang, gang, gang, gang. You know my style and know my pedigree. I wonder I wonder how he feels about this line now or if they give him trouble for it. You can ask Saddam Hussein about me. I'm never one to let, you know, just because. Having He's a, dead. What are they going to do? Yeah, but he wasn't dead back then. Nope. He became the enemy way later. 
Uh, I'll never let a brother ba bass. And if you bring on a crew, I hope the bitches saw Scarface. Here's the thing. I'm not even doing any of the flows justice. It's so tricky and it's so fucking out there and whatnot. But it's also got like this modern politics mixed into it. Like Saddam Hussein and George Bush were actually having their uh, – this is right around the – the fucking Kuwait war with Iraq. I don't know. This if is it, like George, George W. No, George H. senior. W. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it was like, they, they were at war at that point with Kuwait and all that shit was going on, you know, and it's just overall just powerful sounding. And I like the fact that he sounds informed while also just pointing out like in a sense in his life, he is powerful and he's fucking ridiculously good. And then, you know, I got to get my gats here. Doman, I'm going to pull it. I'm number motherfucking one with a bullet. I mean, straight up, he's he's just doing what he does. And then the third verse, Cool G Rap comes back and kind of keeps it going. And I feel like this might be his some of his more faster, trickier other type shit. But yeah. like, like especially when he's like, no popping me and stopping me. Even if you go look for me, I'm quicker to flicker. The, the trigger is the plan for me. You try to run uh, me coming to kill your whole family. Because in the city, there's no pity or no sympathy. And he's just... Keeping it almost on like this triplet, tight little fucking condensed flows, and everything's just hitting it proper. And then with my fingers on the trigger, I'm terminating like, um, who, Schwarzenegger? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> I just fucking liked it, man. Yeah. I really thought this song was excellent. This is the first song where I'm like, jaw dropped, like, holy shit, this is that shit. Um, I gave this a five on five. This is oh, wow. truly excellent. That beat is so fun to listen to. And I like this way more than Crazy in Love. Yep. Um, well, yeah, I definitely agree. It's got a great beat. It's very hype. Um, it's basically a song about, like, murdering and, like, all the kind of that kind of fun stuff that they get up to. Um, and Big Daddy Kane is, like, just as cool, like, in terms of, like, the sound um, as, like, Cool G Rap. And sometimes, like, when, like, there's, like, a feature or, like, a buddy comes on, it's not always, like, to the same level. So... I mean, Big ja Big Daddy Kane is somebody that like I've heard of, and I feel like I've kind of come across him before, but I can't necessarily think of anything that he's sung, or maybe he just sings with people. Like I don't really know. No, he he's pretty illustrious, <clears throat> legend of rap well, then, type. Well, why have, then we need to check out his album. Yes, we um, should probably review <laughs> one of his albums soon. Yes. <clears throat> um. Anyways, it's basically like a hype song uh, with like super fast rhymes and um murderous type lyrics so uh, for me it was another good one you definitely like want to like dance like like along to it and like clap your hands and like just you just want to like move to it like it was really good like i gave this a 4.25 and even now like listening to it again like i'm like nah it should be like a higher grade so just imagine i gave it a higher grade all right be that as it may sometimes you just want to smash and you're trying to do your thing but it turns out there's a motherfucker doing the Operation CB up on your shit. Yep. Just in case you thought story time was over. It is not. But We're this back. one actually comes with a very important point to all the <laughs> fine people out there. Because this is <coughs> a real condition that goes on in the world. It starts off with almost like a PSA. Every 11 minutes across the USA, and we're going to include Canada, because why is Canada never mentioned? Yeah. And why is Canada always mentioned with, like, jokes? Anyway, a man is a victim of cock blocking. Oh, that's the fucking worst. This action usually results in broken friendships. The following is an example. 
As we know, Sir Jinx is involved in this production of this thing. So yeah. him and Mr. Cool G Rap are pretty tight. <laughs> and Jinx is like, yo, and he, like, Jinx calls him. He's like, what's up? And he, Cool's like, I want to fuck this girl. He's like, all right, why are you telling me this? He's like, because I, I don't want to like you to feel weird when I ignore you to go fuck the girl. And he's like, it's okay, I'll do it. And the girl shows up, and he's just like, open up the door. What's up, baby? You come on in. Here, take a seat. I'll introduce you to my friend. Now, everything is going according to plan. Yo, Jinx, this is Debbie. Debbie, this is Jinx, my man. And then you hear, what's up, baby? And it's like, Jinx chimes in. I went to the closet, hung up her coat, put up her hat. Yo, Jinx, what's up? Later, I'm going to the back. And he's getting around, and he starts describing, like, the unzipping his pants. Everything's getting ready. He's going to yep. fuck her some doggy style. He's just picturing That's what it. he's imagining, yeah. He's feeling her ass. It's it's so soft. You know, get, let's, let's get ready. We're getting into it. And then, in case you couldn't hear it, I knocked. Who the fuck is at my door? And now she's annoyed. And then Jinx is like, yo, I'm just, I'm thirsty. I want to get some water. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, he's like, he's like, I'm thirsty too. Get it? <laughs> I'm making a little joke. Yeah. And then he's like, going to get, hey, go get your water or whatever. He looks back. Now every man. He's like, oh, sorry, sorry. Every like- man knows that the difference between a girl who's going to let you have sex with them and her changing her mind, it's really easy to get her to a place where she's changed her mind and let's say the switch has been flicked to off. And once that switch goes to off, getting it back to on, as you'll see, you might have like a chance to get her back there. She'll, she'll, she thinks this shit. She's like, I've chosen now to be no, I don't want to do it no more. You ruined my vibe. I had a fantasy, it's done. And then he's like, no, no, no. And the whole second verse, like, okay, we're going to get back to it. Get the fuck away, dude. You know, we're going to be smashing. And she's but he's like, like, so cute. Like in the song, he's like, oh, oh, sorry about that. My bad. Like, and it's like, the whole point is the girl's like, I don't want to fuck you. If he's just going to keep interrupting us. Understandable. And then that is, that is a fair reason, by the way, to flick your switch. No, I'm not yep. saying that it's not a fair reason. I'm just saying, you know, how easy it is to get that momentum broken and getting her to think about why it's a bad idea. And that's what he's done here, Mr. Jinx. He's gotten her to think about why it's a bad idea to fuck this guy, Mr. Cool. And then Mr. Cool, the genius of rap, proceeds to go in for it a second time. And then as he's about to get it in, like right before the knocking happens, because this, like, Jinx is cock blocking. And I'm like, that's fucking hilarious. And then he just wanted more water or whatever. It was he just wanted fucking, ice for the water. Yeah, it was just fucking nothing. And then she's just out. She's just gone. She's, like, fucking done. So he's not done. He's got a contingency plan up on this one. Yep. So he's thinking of a bitch that could be hitting for no salary. As in, he doesn't want to have to spend some money to sleep with that girl. <coughs> so he calls Valerie. It's always fucking Valerie. Found out the bitch was babysitting. The baby's parents went to Europe. And now I can see her now. Sucking my dick. Licking my nut like it was maple syrup. That's a good use of Canadian culture. Thank you. I really appreciated that. Because I had made the earlier comment about... Uh-huh. Okay, yep. Anyway. So she's all over. He comes around and he's all ready to get into that shit. But then the monster appears. Yeah. This little boy putting 50 motherfucking toys in my feet. Smashing up my ankles with Tonga Jeeps. <laughs> all that shit. So he's like, here, you want to play? Gives it's his... like a funny situation. Like as you're listening to like this story, it's like... It's comical. You're laughing like kind because of he's him. just trying to get laid and his kids around. <coughs> and then it's like finally he's like, okay, can we go to the back room? And they go in and he starts trying to get into it. She's down on her knees. She's sucking and sucking and sucking on my cock. Bust that nut. That's what he's hoping. 
but then all of a sudden the door comes in yep. and the child's crying and whatever. So he gets frustrated and he wanted to beat the kid. You can't do that because you're trying to get your nut on. You can't beat a kid. Yeah. So instead he fucking breaks the Ninja Turtle doll and then the mom gets pissed and then she disappears for 45 minutes to deal with this well, kid. Well, not the, not the mom, the, the girl the kid, is babysitting. Yeah, yeah. The, she gets all pissed. And then, you know, she goes to deal with the toy and the kid. And 45 minutes later, he's like, you know what? Fuck, fuck that. I'm done. Yeah, so he leaves. Fuck that kid for cock blocking. And then the, the whole outro is just like everybody fucking cock blocking. Everybody, even Eric B's cock blocking and shit. And I'm like, this song is great. If nothing else, Mr. <clears throat> DJ Black Hurricane, thank you for letting me talk about this with Bonnie. <laughs> uh, anyway, 4.5 on 5. This song was hilarious. It was fucking well done. Yep. It was really... And it is a real PSA. Look, like, there's supposed to be some kind of a code of you're supposed to let your bro or or lady bro... Um, lady bro? It just rhymes you just, better. You can just say lady. But She's about to get smashed, so it's, it's a weird term. Like, for I'm like... Like, you know, like, I'm like your bro, Bonnie. I'm like your lady, Bonnie. Like, it's like that. It's like, it's it's gangster. I know. it's It really is. Super hard. All right. So the lady's <laughs> about to get smashed, and, and she doesn't want her friends being jealous and getting in the way of the dick. Yep. In the same way, the dick provider, or if you're into homosexuality, just put in your right pronouns here. This applies to everybody. Just don't cock block. Let the people get their knocks rocked. I don't know if that works. <laughs> anyway, it's love something. It. Anyways, yeah, I mean that's pretty much the gist of the whole story. Like it's very funny. It's um, it's very like relatable. I like. I feel like this is a common story for like a lot of guys, a lot of people. How they, you know, they they try and like even like um, Jinx, like in this story, like he doesn't try to be like a cock blocker. He doesn't try to like do this on purpose. Like he just wants water. Like that's what he's focused on. He just wants what he needs, and he's not trying to like get in the way or anything but he just needs to get through but um yeah and like the kid obviously like the kid's not trying to like stop this from happening but jinx is the you know, worst though the- let's be clear the kid we can forgive because he's a kid fine fuck jinx in this song <laughs> well yeah anyways it, it's funny i also gave it a 4.5 i'll just say that let's um let me to be respectful fuck sir jinx in this song okay all right all right bonnie's like moving on it wasn't funny the first time straight jacket <laughs> is what i need living with this one yep so remember how i was like describing like how he changes the tempo like beat to beat and i was like that's really cool and it really is cool don't even get me wrong but this one is like the opposite of going faster than the normal. This one is like the slowed the fuck down version of it. Um, this print was produced by the Trackmasters. And over on Genius, there's like a whole thing of them describing how they had this beat for like fucking ever. And they would play it for all sorts of people. And basically only Cool G Rap was worthy for this beat. But he just whipped out the lyrics out of fucking nowhere and just like wrapped it over and then for fun facts i learned that track masters is the people who basically put out illmatic a year later but uh-huh. jay-z wanted them to work on the mary j blige project i'm hoping it was jay-z or maybe it been somebody else and they kind of passed on that and it ended up being like this so i thought it was just super interesting that like if you go look at their shit, this is one of their like earlier credits and whatnot. So I Googled that and then I shared it with you and hopefully I got it right or I'll get that correction comment. Yep. Um, what do you think about this song? 
Um, well, <clears throat> it, like, he kind of gets, like, some, like, creepy feelings and, like, he, he's trying to, like, kill himself, sort of. Like, he's, he's sort of feeling a little bit off. It gets very, like, different song from anything that we've heard before. Um, he has, like, weird visions. He feels kind of crazy. He feels, like, a little, like, out of control. Um, and he feels like he needs, like, a, a straight jacket to, like... <clears throat> so that he doesn't hurt himself um, because he's just kind of like a crazy guy. Um, and then like he kind of talks about like a lady picked him up when he was like hitchhiking and like he saw like right away or he knew right away it was like a bad bad move on her part because, you know, like an hour, la hour later he talks about like, you know, that there's a body, you know, just laying in the woods or whatever. So obviously he killed this woman. Um and then he just kind of like does whatever he just kind of like walks away and then he talks about um like i guess later on in the song he kind of talks about um a kid at, a kid at school that i guess was like picking on him and then he just kind of like stabs him and it definitely feels like he's he's got like two sides to him that's kind of like what he's expressing so i'm wondering like if at at you know like this is 1992 like i don't know like where like mental illnesses were at it's not even good in 2019. Yeah. I mean, so I can imagine it was probably much worse back then. So I imagine maybe he's, like, bipolar or he has, like, a, you know, he's feeling like he's, you know, he he's doing things that aren't necessarily good. And, um, you know, he's obviously struggling with that kind of um, maybe, like, depression, feeling crazy, like, feeling out of control. Like, maybe he's got, like, ADD or something like that. Like, I don't know what it is, but he's got something. Um, and I feel like it was like pretty, very, you know, progressive, I guess, essentially for like the time, I would say, um, it's like very violent and kind of like, it seems sort of also like this, like the beginning of like horror core, like we're kind of just getting more of like that kind of like theme of things of just like exaggerated violence and, and just like, you know, kind of acting out like your sort of your Hyde side of things like your Mr. Jekyll and your Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Um, sort of things. So it is sort of just like you're, you're fantasizing, but like your crazy fantasies and like just kind of all of that. So for me, it was like a four on five. It wasn't like my favorite song, but it was still like a good song. And I appreciated like everything that it was and like sort of his like inner struggles. Yeah. I mean, it's called Stray Track It. And I mean, the gist of the song is I'm crazy and these are the feelings and shit that's going on. Mm hmm. But I think what's super interesting is while your verses are selling some shit that kind of reminds me of Isham or, you know, yeah. Gangsta Nip or, you know, the kind of other stuff DJ Black Hurricane has in fact uh, <laughs> requested from us. Yeah. But um, that kind of paranoia side of shit like help me doctor doctor because i'm seeing lots of spots i'm thinking of pink elephants with little polka dots i'm tired crazy tired but i cannot get no sleep because every time i close my eyes i think i'm six feet deep and i learned that the fear of dying because if you if you're afraid of going of die, if you're afraid of going to sleep because of dying there's actually known as thanatophobia there's a there's a fear of dying like that mm -hmm. And it's just kind of like he's crazy. He's sleep deprived. I feel like you'd be, I'd be happy he's to like die in my sleep. And, and you hallucinate when you're sleep deprived. So it really kind of builds onto that like first lines. Yeah. And it just kind of goes in like I thought I fell asleep at work, but when I woke, I was all alone and my own hands on my throat. Clippings from the newspapers of murders, my library. Sometimes I get the urge to walk inside a cemetery. And he does say cemetery to rhyme with library or whatever. Like he makes it work. Um, 
and he just kind of fills it out. Uh, and, you know, I think I'm going crazy, doc. No longer can I hack it. Please, doctor, please put me in a straitjacket. So, you yeah. know, you got this craziness. But then what do you have on that chorus? Ghetto style. Talk that shit. So it's almost like having to live in that ghetto environment that hood situation it creates this like ptsd like schizophrenic yep. kind of back and forth situation and so that little hook is just like a clue to like unlock the whole purpose of what the song's trying to do it's not just that he's crazy it's he gets all his crazy thoughts in this like fucking situation where like you know a lady picked me up hitchhiking what a big mistake several hours later there's a body by the lake i mean it is like he's acting out and it's vicious and he's it, it is kind of horror like but i think what it's trying to per the purpose of it is like to convey that if they didn't have to be in that environment this wouldn't be the fantasies that are coming through your mind in that moment you wouldn't have to deal with that level of mental illness and shit um i do like when he goes i got two personalities inside sometimes they battle when i look at my picture all i see is scribble scrabble i feel i'm really losing it i need to write to abby i'm like oh yeah dear abby from yep. the newspapers that would answer your questions and shit i know in montreal we used to have a free newspaper called the mirror and in that newspaper, there was a Dear Abby-like sex columnist, and I would read the shit out of that as a teenager. <laughs> um, anyway, I uh, I like what this song is. I, I think it's cool. Um, I don't like the speed of it. It's a little bit too slow for my likings in yeah. general. But from, like, uh, respecting the versatility of seeing how he can do it fast, he can do it medium, he can do it slow, he keeps it consistent... This really fits the project, even if my preference is only landing it at a 4.25. Like, it's a really great song. I just like it less than the other really great songs on this project. Yeah. And I guess maybe that's the case of the Ill Street Blues. So while the Trackmasters did prefer, prefer do the Straight Jacket song, um, they the whole story I told actually applies to Ill Street Blues. And so sorry about fucking that up. Um, anyway, this one, uh, the term Hill Street Blues is kind of a reference to a television series called Hill Street Blues, which was a popular police drama I've never fucking heard of. Not that popular. Um, anyway, so you can see how Hill Street Blues is kind of playing up on that a little bit. I guess if you understood the reference because you were, I guess, old enough to know what the fuck that show is. <laughs> I've never heard of it. I've never even heard my parents talk about it or anything. Maybe it's like only like the states or like even in, I don't know. Is it like localized shows like that? Maybe like know. per state? Maybe. But uh, yeah, it comes in and I feel like, I don't know that there's a whole lot new that I feel like it was brought to the table on this. And this is the first time on the album I felt like, I don't know if there's a lot new here. Yeah. But that doesn't change Same anything. Sort of story. Because it's really well done. Like, I mean, right off the jump, I'm right off, my, right in front of my steps, thinking of a plan, looking like Raggedy Ann, no dough in hand, kicking a hand, kicking a can. And I did watch the music video to this one, and I want to give them a lot of credit because the scenes that play out in the music video, in this like you know where the Cadillac pulls up and then they have to basically go rob and kill Jimmy the bartender and shit. You even see Jimmy the bartender do a line of blow in the music video. Like, that's how, like, it actually follows suit with what the song is saying. And so I have to give them serious credit for making a music video that fucking makes sense with this song. Because yep. that is the rarest yep. shit in fucking music. Not just hip-hop. 
all music just the music videos are garbage they're just promotional nonsense for the most part but this was a clever and fun video for all terms and purposes so yeah in the first verse they're just sitting there chilling and then all of a sudden a cadillac pulls up and they ditch the girl and they go inside and they basically have to kill jimmy the bartender and like it's just a gain. The rapping tells the story. Everything's tight. They want us to send a message to Jimmy, the bartender. Lend a friend the money next to you, ripping off his car fenders. So if you don't pay him back, you're going to have some fucking problems. He's coming up short because he snorts. Coke, dope, nope, and hope he don't get caught. How dope is that line? It was very Coke, dope. dope, you know, drugs. Nope, don't do that. I hope you don't get caught. So, you know, he's nope. taking the whole situation like he's hiding it, hoping that nobody's going to notice he's a little bit light, but he owes some money. They're going to get him, and then they basically sneak in, and they fucking kill him. And then, I don't know. I don't remember if the second verse really just kind of has the same level of, like, narrative that went into it. I feel like it's a little more generalized. He's just going to take out whoever the fuck he needs to take out. I like when he goes, yeah, I shake a schmuck just to make a buck. Then I break a duck, and if the duck got to get bucked, then I don't give a fuck. Hyper as a sniper, piping like a plumber, cold baking and sticking up the ones that run the numbers. And like you just you just hear the flow. You just hear like the overall rhythm, the way he uses the words and hits the syllables and shit. And I'm just like, this is really fucking good. This is the shit that all of my favorite rappers was listening to. I like you can just hear it in like all the shit that I love. Like I can hear where it's coming from in this. And yep. like it's just fast paced, it's upbeat. Like this is like it blows my mind that this is like 1992 for real, you know? Anyway, third verse kind of flows them through. Um I I believe something's actually having it happening in this one, but I'm really not sure what it is. But I do really like the song. I think he kills a cop or something. But either way, that's fine. I gave this one another 4.5 because it's really fun to listen to. It's really engaging. The beat is really thick and rich. I don't know. I like it. Okay. So I'll tell you what actually happens. Oh, um, so I fucked up? Mm-hmm. I'm um, really bad at this. <laughs> yeah, you're terrible at, at this. No. Um, well, Does, this he is- not? Does he not kill Jimmy, the bartender? He does kill. He does have to kill Jimmy the bartender. He does do that. That's actually correct. And then I said um, I didn't know a, what happened a, in the second mob, verse. It's a mob hit. Mm. Um, and so he gets him um, and shoots him and then stabs him in the head because he wants to, like, make sure that he's dead. And this is what you get for screwing with the mob. Um, and, like, I also just want to say it's a great, it's a really nice beat. It's a very cool sounding song. It's very, like, old school kind of sounding. I like it a lot. Um, and then I think kind of just at the end of it, like, it is sort of just like the mob hits and, like, whatever. Um, the mob boss, I think, screwed them over. So um, so they killed him. And then, like, they threw him out of, like, a skyscraper or something. And, like, that's kind of what you get if you screw over, like, you know, it kind of showed you, like, this is what you get if you screw over the mob. But this is when like what you get if the mob screws over, like, him and his crew. Like... You know, if you screw them over, like, they'll get you right back. So it's like a, you know, doggy dog world. Um, live and let die, you know? And so, again, it's a, for me, like, I was another, like, decent story. Um, I appreciated that. And it is sort of like a, kind of like a revenge kind of, and it seems like a revenge story. And it seems um, true. Like, <laughs> I mean, this is probably, like, how a lot of people live. Um, so I give this a 
All right, so the next one gets in with the gunplay as we talk about go for your guns. All right. I think when he goes, all those real those are real shots on motherfucking track seven. He's referring to in the mix track seven for this song with those guns that you hear at the very beginning, because. Mm-hmm. That seems to be the more likely thing than him. But it could be, if we do take a look at track seven, number one with a bullet, there are some gun sounds. Mm-hmm. Maybe those gun sounds are real. Maybe what he's trying to say is the gun sounds he uses are actual bullets being fired from motherfucking guns. Anyway, how do you feel about this song? So I don't mess it up. <laughs> um, I mean... So basically, um, the police are trying to like escort them um, out of a car, I think, and um, they're just kind of like being told to like keep their head, their hands up, and, and you know, I think the the, the cops talking about that he's going to beat you, um, and then he like aspires to be more like a, a mob boss, like that's kind of like what he wants to do, um, and like how like hard they are, and he just wants to be hard like them, and he wants to like knock you out or he's gonna shoot you or whatever if like you stop him or get in his way um and he keeps talking about how he's gonna beat these people even if they're good at martial arts and it's like okay like fine i think the point is if i may you may that when push comes to shove he's gonna go for a gun Mm -hmm. and a gun is an effective fucking tool yeah and we get a clue for this in the very first lines in the street that I dislike, you better get this right. These days, what the fuck is a fist fight? So, I mean, there was a period of time where being able to literally fist fight was how shit was resolved. At this point in time, he's trying to go, nah, I prefer to lick shots so I can put yeah. the ass in the box. So I want to kill you. So he's bringing up shit like doing all that rope of dope shit. Nope, you're dopey ass murdered. It'll be that karate kid, but I'll be in prison doing a motherfucking body bid. So as he's putting out that, and it's fucking great. It's fucking harsh, you know, like <laughs> the fact that we're 11 tracks in and it still sounds fresh, his harshness, that, that's pretty good. But it's like saying, that's cool that you can do all this shit, that you can come fly at me like Bruce Lee and shit. Well, maybe Bruce Lee's fast enough to kill you or to kick a gun out of your hand. But yeah. unless you're Bruce Lee, like for the most part, like Sylvester Stallone ain't got shit against Al Capone. The dude with the gun is going to knock out well, the box. Well, everybody knows stop or his mom will shoot that's Sylvester Stallone but like it's just more to the what I'm trying to just say is that people with a gun will kill you faster and more efficiently so it doesn't fucking matter what the rest of it is and then I think he's just like overall it's like just an homage to his love for how effective his fucking gun like you punk ass better hop or chill cause my Glock can kill 20 motherfuckers with boxer skills so it's like you you can be all cool and shit. You can be tough, but I'll fucking just kill you. The murder scene needs more than Visine to get the red out. For all of you who know what Visine is used for, you'll get why that's a really great line. <laughs> it's because when you smoke marijuana, your eyes get red and Visine is the eye drops. I feel like everybody knows that. You know what? There might be like the one or two people watching this that will appreciate that shit, okay? Okay. Because maybe their eye drops aren't Visine. Like maybe Visine isn't the brand in like Germany or some shit. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, um, he doesn't care if you know judo and anyway. And then, yeah, I really appreciated just his ode to guns on this. But mostly I was just into the way he was rhyming it. Like, I'll be honest with you. um, 
As far as what he's talking about, it is three verses of wit and pun describing how your ability to fight physically is useless against his ability to put yeah. lead inside of you. That is this song. And let's be real. It's it's got, he's got a point. I mean, we don't really if, if you're in an environment where like we already know honor doesn't exist. All sorts of crack fiends and shit are in the hood trying to, like, do all sorts of stuff. Like, literally, a dude might try to kill you because he's trying to get a fix. Well, maybe wasting time fighting isn't the most efficient use of shit when, well, all you need is this gun. And I guess that's really, like, his point of it. Good or bad, it does add a perspective as to maybe why so many people embrace guns, right? Because it's super easy to criticize guns, but, like, I'm not a fighter. Like, I don't know how to fight. But when I was in cadets, I learned to shoot pretty straight with a rifle. I mean, that's a skill I have. I'm not the best marksman, but I can definitely hit somebody with a gun. Maybe a rifle. I've never used a handgun. Fuck, if anyone like the the cops or whatever are watching this, you know, it's it's just well, describing the situation. I think that, like, they understand that kids in cadets or you two, shot a gun. But, like, in general, it's like, I mean, if for my, like, when I think about the gun safety conversation just in general... I mean, I'm very split. I don't know if getting rid of guns is a, is the best idea if the environment requires a need for guns. Well, I grew up in a house full, like, not, I was going to say full of guns, but not full of guns. But, like, there were plenty of guns, but they were used and they were, like, properly stored. And, and I knew never to touch them. I knew never to yeah, play with the bullets. In like Canada, you're supposed to have, like, your guns in safe one, your bullets well, in safe two, and current gun laws. I, is that not everywhere? I feel like that's how it should be I everywhere. Like, have, I mean, like, your it, gun and your bullets separate, but like, up. let's say you're using your gun for safety. That's a fucking inefficient way to use your gun for safety. Like, honestly, I, I, I don't know how laws work in the States where home storage and shit, but, like... To me, it seems weird to have a gun for safety if you have to keep it locked in a safe. That just is a weird one for me. But, like, all I'm trying to say is I can't fight for shit. Look at me. Do I look like I'm tough? No, I can't fight for shit. But, like, if I had a gun, I could survive in an environment where maybe other people can fight for shit. Maybe I would still get the shit kicked out of me. But at least if you have a gun, it's a give a fighting chance. So I thought this was, like, a super interesting track from that perspective. Because how often... Do you hear that defense for guns, right? Yeah. Or how often do you even hear anybody just trying to explain why guns are cool? Because a lot of us maybe can't fight quite like the guys who can fight. So if you can fight, sure, you're not maybe you don't feel the need for a gun because you can protect yourself. But you can't protect yourself against a bullet. So having a gun at least at least it gives you an option if a dude pulls a gun on you. Like, you both have a gun. You're equal. At least you can fight back. It's a ranged weapon, right? So you can fight from a distance. Like, it's just in general. I mean, maybe I'm just going too far with this. Well, I think that that's kind of the reason why people like guns and, like, enjoy, like, the the protection of guns is that, you know... uh, a five-year-old can kill someone and, and a hundred-year-old person can kill someone. And, and everybody has this saying, you, you just have to press one button and it's, or, you know, pull one trigger and, like, that's it. It's that simple. I and mean, if, so anybody can do it. I'm like, I don't want to, like, I don't, again, I don't know if we should ban guns, but banning guns arbitrarily, like, I think Chicago just banned guns legally, but then, like, you can't keep the guns out of a place like that, you know, like, even, uh, even if the whole state of Illinois bans guns, well, you, there's no, like, all the other states all around, like, don't, there's no border checks, it's point? fucking whack, like, it's, a, so, like, obviously it doesn't work. 
<laughs> but like anyway, it's a complicated subject. But my constitution does not have me does not give me a right to bear arms. You know what's crazy about the Second Amendment? When you read it, its initial purpose was to avoid the need the need for an army like the U.S. Army. It was supposed to be that the citizens could be militiaed up and like go fight if there was a reason to go fight. But then there wouldn't be like a standing army. That's why citizens have the it's right to bear arms. And, and so now it's like citizens have the right to bear arms. Sure. But then they ignored that part and then they made all the rules and stuff. And really, the way that the law is manifested today is not the same thing in the spirit of the Constitution. And that's just something we're talking about. So still, lots of stuff to talk about guns in general. I like this song, though. I gave it a 4.5. It was really raw. Yeah. Um, I gave it a 4 on 5. I thought it was uh, it was an all right song. All right. So it's the K to the double O-L-G-R-A-P. Anyway, it's letters. So I have no idea what the fuck this song is about in any, like, actual, like, if this song has a purpose. Yep. I really don't know. I know that it's, like, one of those more upbeat songs. I know that it has the 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 little K to the double O, the L, the G-R-A-P letters, you know, and then he comes in and he just fucking raps, you know. Rougher than Gotti in tone. Got a body harder than Flintstone. Your girl got her skin's bone. I'm digging her down like my skin tone. I guess it's ego. He's just being, this is another ego-ish track. Um, overall, like, he just wraps his ass off on this one, and it's one of the faster ones. Like, I really enjoy shit, like, when I hear stuff like, I don't want singers, but finger snappers, the speaker slapper, the weaker, the rapper, the dapper rappers, when I flap my trapper, got that ass gas by Amoco. Oof. It's just, like, it's fun because he's able to take so many similar sounds and craft line after line after line with them. Do it at a very fast pace and make it dope while simultaneously just saying, oh, fuck those weak guys i'm better it's pretty dope you want to pull cards you're a dead dick bad check lead from my tech come up and step up and get your head wrecked wait a sec you come in to see what's left i gotta catch my breath rap and it's just it's fucking good it's like he's one of those guys that when he raps about being fucking fantastic and better than other rappers well let me tell you that he's better than other rappers like it's just it's just facts and it's like you also have to keep in mind the history value of like a guy like a Cool G rap, right? It's one thing for like me to rap fast in 2019. I've had like everybody and anybody for 30 years showing me so many tricks in the game that I just can study shit and go learn some Tech 9 songs. Of course you can rap fast. But then you have this guy who's almost like pushing forward that whole boundary of what rapping quickly and what this style of flow really is. And so as much as like Maybe some other people later on could do things quicker or more stylized or whatever. This in 92 is blowing my fucking mind on how actually cool the lyricism really is. Um, I pop bad cops, got a dig pig a day habit. Bing, 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 just like the ricochet rabbit. And I don't know if I've done it, if all of them have been brought up before, if we skip them, but I love the way he'll like just kind of like add in little ad libs or little fucking sounds that instead of actually words that hit the flow. Yeah. But again, it doesn't sound lazy. It doesn't sound like he can't rhyme. It just sounds like he's being super theatrical with it. Like his lyrical skills give him the pills, Barry Dobe boy like in the way he just plays it up like that it sounds like he's getting pills and you're like wait is that about drugs no he's talking about great shit 
I mean, I like Pillsbury Doughboy. It's it's delicious cookies, even if they're probably real bad for you. <laughs> Immediately after Pillsbury Doughboy back, I'm packing them up like Jack the Ripper. Is Pillsbury Doughboy like a money reference? I don't know what the fuck that means. I don't know. You're when making tr- dough. Okay, fair enough. Uh, some pallet, you'll pull up the zipper, finger pointed, the better, the better, the flipper, you're out. Anyway, it's just fucking fun to go through. That's B-O-L-O-G-N-A instead of just saying baloney. He spells it the fuck because out. Because it is like a weirdly spelled, it's it weirdly really spelled is. from how it's said. And then so come and swing mild, uh, wild, mild child and get your style hurt. Hey, 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 should I say is fatter than Albert? And I'm just like, this is fucking great. Like as you really go through it, it just is fucking fun. Yep. The beat, I'm okay. It's a good beat. Yeah. Not one of my favorite beats on this project. But it's still a good one. I love the rhyming. I give it a 4.35. Enjoyable track. Yeah, I also found this was very enjoyable. Um, I liked it a lot. Um, although I did find, like, because I thought the beat was, like, super funky. I thought, like, the mixing was really cool on this one. Um, I just thought, like, the overall beat was, like, really, really cool. Um, like, I would definitely listen to this one again. Um, I think this is just him, like, flossing, just flossing with his rhymes. I think that's all it is that he's really doing. And I think that he's just kind of saying, like, he's the best rapper. And then he just kind of is showing you that he is. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, it's just, like, a cool-sounding song. Um, I give it a 4.25. All right. Well, enough said about that one. So I feel like this one Again, I don't know if this particular song is actually about like a a subject or a story or something. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's the last song, but faster and And more aggressive. Like, here's the motherfucking magnificent. I leave a bag innocent motherfuckers. He suckers like there when I, well, he suckers like there was 10 I sent. So if you come my way, great. I pull out the tray. A cool you raps your fan and not your playmate. See all you on the floor bitching that shit is dead. Tell it to the motherfucking mortician. And it just fucking flows. And it's just hard hitting. And like every line is like a little punch to your face and you're like <laughs> bounced around and shit. Yep. The beat is kind of upbeat and kicking it. Um, I just, it's just really like, I don't know what else to really comment on it. There are certain lines that, like, I feel like stand up to me, like "fucking with me." Y'all'd rather fuck with the AIDS virus, which is clever, because of I mean, the intercourse yeah. is how AIDS is spread. And also, and, it's like very like relevant to the times. Like, mm, I mean, that's when like AIDS was like booming, unfortunately. But and and I feel like there's a lot of references that I'm not a hundred percent sure of. Like, and put to sleep longer than Rip Van Winkle. And I, I know he, because Rip Van goes to sleep for a hundred years. I know that because of Wishbone. Thank you very much. Wish, Wishbone is great. If you guys don't know what Wishbone is, I feel is. like people, well, people at least in the states will know what Wishbone is. If you are like you uh, should older show than your kids Wishbone. It's hella 30? good. I don't know. It's a great um, show. I understand that Liberace's dick line is because Liberace may have been gay. Oh, he may then he, he may Which have definitely been gay. Is because Eminem said, "But oh, a uh, Versace or whatever Liberace." Whoops, somebody shot me. Uh, maybe that's Versace. Was Versace, Versace also was gay? Shot. Whoops, I fucked that up. Either way, I'm pretty sure it was still Eminem that taught me Liberace was gay because he's gay. Anyway, good luck, another hood bucked. I kick you so far up your ass, I get my motherfucking foot stuck. And then I just pictured his foot up the anus of a motherfucker and that poop got on his shoe and i bet that must have pissed him off even more right because like 
I understand how bad it is to get your shoes scuffed, right? And so imagine he has the freshest kicks on, and this motherfucker requires a whooping, and his foot gets stuck up the ass, and it poop gets on the shoe. It just makes me think of Red from, from that 70s show. Anyway, <laughs> my rap is so fat, I make sales of fucking whale blubber. These are great lines, yeah. right? You better duck. I'm like a volcano when I erupt. You bitch-ass rappers will get fucked, and you'll be like one hoe like Marilyn Monroe left on death row because I let the gun go. And that blow your motherfucking brains out. But do you guys get how clever that line is? Because he fucks JFK and the rumor is that she was killed for fucking him and it was a way to silence it and she was murdered because she did that fucking happy birthday shit and whatnot. Yeah. So that line is really fucking clever if you understand why it's dope. And I feel like I don't get a lot of the lines on this album over cultural understandings and just also age because I am like, you know, I was what, five when this came out? Four maybe? <laughs> Um, still, it's it's fucking it's fucking great, man. Um, yeah, I still feel the same way I felt about the last one. Like his like story time songs, I feel like really get me more than this. But it also might be I've heard songs kind of like the. I, I find it more impressive when he's doing the crazy rap flair thing and he's like story timing than when he's flexing. I guess that's what I'm trying to convey. So yeah. I gave this one another four point three five. But damn, it's fucking impressive. The it, it's what it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with you. Like, I, I definitely think it's you know kind of, kind of like a, a continuation of the, like the previous song, but just like a harder, like more aggressive, like with their lyrics and everything else. Um, and it's more like this is like him him battling it out with you. Like this is he's going to destroy you in any battles because he's got these sick rhymes, and this is what he's going to do. He's going to kill you like this. He's going to destroy you like that. And da da da. He's just kind of like knocking down his opponent. He, like he's just like battling it out. Um, and just kind of like describes like all the ways that this person sucks and isn't very good, um, and it, it is kind of like a, it ends a very like jazzy like the the song, um, and yeah, and I, I I wrote down the same lyrics you already discussed. Um, so yeah, I mean he he's the best, and enough said. That's all he has to say. So I also gave it a four point two five. All right. Well, we're finally getting to the song where he talks about not wanting to be a janitor, mm-hmm. as he pushes. The edge of sanity. (laughs) You gotta appreciate his real consideration here. He's feeling like committing murder over the stress and shit. Mm -hmm. And his girl is possibly the source of this stress, but he really doesn't want to hurt her. And that's considerate and pretty kind of him. I mean, I don't know. I'm just, that's how I just wanted to run with that. But like this, this verse is really interesting to me. Some, um, one of the, the comments on Genius goes, one of the first horrorcore songs ever recorded with Cool G rap slowly goes flying off the rails, driving, driven crazy by society. Is this horrorcore? Did you feel this was horrorcore? Um, I mean, like, I suppose it is because it is sort of him, like, fantasizing about these, like, violent things. And then, like, we're kind of taken to his fantasies like he's imagining these are all the things that he's going to be doing and this is all the violent things that he's going to do and how he's going to do it so i i guess so but i mean like this one to me felt very political in in this story that he like paints out right so i mean look at what happens the girl wants him to get a job because frankly she's okay can i can i say something before you carry on the girl is his mother 
Oh, is it? Yes, because the mom is complaining about him being lazy and that he needs to get a job. I took it like it's his girlfriend, which is because she's going to work and she's going to school at some point. He says she's going to school. It was his mom. That's what I was understanding. I mean, I I just remember because, like, uh, anyway, I was pretty sure that she is going to class. She goes to class at days and works at night. My girl uh, pays the rent, uh, gas, and light, goes to class at days and works at night. I'm trying to get some money so I can hand it to her with being a motherfucking janitor. So I picture her, like, he's just sitting there being a lazy fucker on the couch. I I do picture a blunt in in my little version of this. Mm -hmm. He's also playing... SNES. It would be maybe... No, is it NES or SNES? So he's there in the very early days. He's playing some Super Mario Bros. And she's just mad at him because she's literally doing an 80-hour week because he's not working. But he's pointing out, like, but I don't want to do it. He also can't can't do it because he has a criminal record. Right. And he's black. So he's saying no matter where I go, it's like these jobs wanted signs don't apply to me because I've got a double whammy against me and everything's just kind of fucked up. Mm -hmm. So as he goes out and he realizes he's got this kid, okay, so I have to deal with the situation. He's just trying to be a good father. And then he grabs his gun and he runs out and he goes to rob a 7-Eleven, but they, they call the cops and they basically put him, you know... Uh, they they, they arrest him and shit. The next thing I know, I'm sitting in a fucking precinct for trying to feed a family. I need rubber walls because I'm falling off the edge of sanity. And so it's like he's losing his mind because they're really... It's like he felt so desperate. He had to go rob the place and now he's fucking locked up. Yeah. Then he, in the second verse, wakes up and he's mad because the cops, like, put the handcuffs on him tight so he's not feeling well. And he's just kind of sitting there hoping to get in front of the judge and plead his case, this whole sob story, and get out. But then he's like, um, not guilty, motherfucker, which pissed everybody off. Hey, he pissed off the judge. Which got him sent up to the Rikers Island, I believe is what he says about Island. And then... What really struck me is when when they got all of these young brothers wild in and all I seen was teenagers and brothers just slicing one another with straight razors. I saw this. He was stone tall. Yo, I got to make this motherfucking phone call. He said, yo, these whores are mine and you ain't with it. And then he put his face in mine so he hits it. So he just wants to make a phone call, you know, call his girl or whatever, like make sure everything's proper. Explain what's going on even because he's got a fucking kid and shit. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, it's just all these little teenage gang kids and all sorts of violence. But the fact that they're all teenagers, it's like it's just full of young dudes and shit. And then he ends up punching this guy in the face and getting put back in general population and then finally gets to to call. And uh, the girl's yelling at him and shit. And it's like, ah, on top of everything, just the edge of sanity. So now he's doing a three to nine bid and whatever. I don't really know what a three to nine is. Three to nine years, I believe. Okay, but... I mean, oh, I guess it's uh, nine years, but you can get out at three with probation. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's going crazy, etc. Then he calls because his son's growing older, and then he, when he calls, his son mistakes it for like another guy, and so he realizes that he's fucking his friends. And then he gets out of jail, and he kind of busts in, and he's like, yep. "Buster ass, f- stuttering, whoa, 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 what's up?" My bitch scared because she knew I was steaming. She ran in her, her ass to the back and started screaming. One shot fired to the body. Pop, pop, to the head. Pop, put the barrel on her, his mouth, making sure he's dead. And the police ain't counting me inside a cell because I just fell off the edge of sanity. Yep. And so this time he's going to use that insanity plea to, like, get out of it. And I guess there's a bit of a horror element to it, kind of. Yeah. But it's not, like, like I would say... 
that the other one we were discussing, uh, Straightjacket, really had that horrorcore feel to it. This just had me way too pensive and thinking about the social, political, economic situation and too much of a direct way. Like, this just yeah. felt like a guy who got like the worst end of a stick. All because like and it all starts like this girl pushes him, pressures him, makes him go out there and whatever, whether he should have a job or not, it's not the point. And then it ends with this same girl cheating on him and his son's growing up with another man. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, that is the type of shit that would make a person go fucking crazy. I was very impressed with this song. I felt like, wow, this is right back into the cool parts of where this album was at, like uh, like the story time shit. Yeah. So I gave it a four point five. It's really just it's really dope. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting story, like the whole thing, the way it plays out. Um, and it definitely takes like that dramatic turn where, where kind of things feel like an exaggeration of his own thoughts, of his own feelings, of kind of like his own stresses, like the things that he just like wants to like imagine. But then he even realizes that like, I think also part of like the horror core of it is that he ends up in jail. And I think the jail is just as like another horrible situation that he ends up in. And it's like, you know, all this violence and like people beating each other up. But it is all, unfortunately, all these young kids on. And he's also mentioned that it is mostly black people that are there. And so like that's also like something that's like a negative thing that he's only seeing like people like himself in jail. And I think that that's kind of like. A, like a shitty reality like I think that that's kind of saying that this isn't just something that's maybe happening to me like this is probably happening to like all of the people that are going through this kind of thing like where everyone's feeling like stressed out and, and pushed to the edge and especially like if it is all these young kids that are in the jail that they're all going to have the same issues not being able to get jobs in the future because they're all also going to have records and so it is sort of like this thing that's going to continue and then it's sort of like seeing yourself as a young person and where you're at now maybe like you know five years later or so um or 10 years later whatever it is like i'm not sure of like the age range for him but um like this could be like a reality for them and like how that's like a horrible situation and that all these things are just going to drive you crazy because you're not going to be able to escape it and it's just going to continue and continue and continue so yeah, I mean, I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, I gave us a 4.25. All right. Well, da 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 it's the fuck you, Matt. <laughs> well, his dick is so powerful <laughs> that it will go. He doesn't have to worry about rubbers and shit because mm-hmm. it's going to go smash so far up. And I believe when he, it's going to crush the egg, making it not able to be fertilized by his jizz. Or that there's no point in wearing, you know, any sort of birth control or taking any sort of birth control because his penis is just going to, like, like nothing can control it and what comes out of it, I guess. Another really fun line to me, (laughs) because it's not just a blowjob, honey. It's an adventure. Mm. And I like to think of blowjobs like adventures, too. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. It's a real adventure for the girl. It's a real she's, adventure. She's not getting any adventures back. Let's just be clear about that. I don't know what you're trying to say there. Uh, that he doesn't go down on girls. He, if he, 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 talks if he about wants that. to eat kit, kitten, cat, he'll go to the um, he'll go to the Chinese restaurant. Yeah. But that's okay because it's an adventure to suck his dick. Because, I mean, if you think about the power of his dick, I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, how many other dicks are that powerful? He's leaving bitches' vaginas with more stitches than Frankenstein. Yeah. But they didn't believe him because this isn't even his first song like this. 
Since I made the record talk like sex, bitches are coming up with their friends for a, to hit the skins. So basically, he wrote a song in the same vein as this one, and it was about terrorizing vaginas and shit. Yep, and the girls are like, prove it. Yeah, because they didn't believe it. They just, But they also were like hoping it was just all hyperbole. But no, 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 no. He is, in fact, savage with his penis and will destroy everything. Some even had the nerve to try to give me head and swallow the whole jimmy to make a fed. I'm like, the, the, the gall of these women to, like, deep throat your fucking <laughs> cock. Um, but come on, you bitches, don't make me laugh. You couldn't deep throat giraffe if you was a motherfucking giraffe. And I'm like. That sucks. It was such a a crazy image when you when you imagine that i just picture his dick being like and he's like you can't handle it man and then you know no lady out there can handle the power of his penis mm. but apparently you some try and he finds it embarrassing um because g's dick would make you seasick fucking me in a waterbed don't try to play me like no sucker because these bitches calling up dial a mattress like a motherfucker you heard the song before you don't want to see me i'll fuck you on the a train while i write graffiti and i'm like that sounds dope i'm like that's some savage shit like fuck off why can't i always wanted to fuck on the subway and nobody ever said yes they all said no everybody said no gross i have seen people doing it gross i saw people fucking on the bus shelter one time <laughs> gross and nobody ever says yes I, I'll even fuck you in a taxi cab. Yeah, that makes sense, Matt. I would love to smash in the back of a taxi. And after sex with a, you'll be buying a box of maxi pads. I'm like, all right. If that's uh, that's the power of his penis, destroying the vagina to blood. No need for birth control, bitch, because my dick is touching the eggs. Cool giraffe, the pussy slammer. Hell, I'd be talking fucked up grammar if you was bad mama jama. I ain't small. I'll have you coming like waterfalls and i'm like this is absolutely one of the absolute best songs about <laughs> fucking i've ever heard like this this guy's imaginative yeah and i'm loving it like if you're gonna make a creative song if you're gonna make a song about fucking girls you've heard 98 percent of what they do right it's yes. boring yeah I've heard nobody talk about the the way he's doing this shit. Um, if you want kids before I fuck you, look at the size of my dick and you'll adopt the motherfuckers. Because <laughs> you don't want to have them coming out of you because the power, his dick, their dicks would be that big too. And it would be very, dis- because, you know, the power that he's bringing to the babies he'd be coming. And you're like, you know what? Let another woman deal with that shit. I don't know. I really enjoyed this one. Um, shit, bitches, get open like a can. Just leave it to G-Rap because I'm the neighborhood. Fuck you, man. And I'm like, I love it. This yeah. song is one of the best songs on the album. It is absolutely fantastic. I can. I, I don't know why this is not on Spotify, but it's not on Spotify for some <laughs> reason. So I had to be like chumps and go back to YouTube to listen to this. Like fucking 2014 or some shit. But yeah. Great track. Highly recommend it. Five on five. It's what? so good. Five on five. It's one of the best songs oh, on this project. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, it proves that Cool G Rap can can just do it all, right? Because how often can you make a sex song that is so absurdly awesome that it's like this? 
Nobody can do this. I mean, I've given, I think I've given fives to like sexual songs before. Um, unfortunately, I won't be doing that today. Is it because you're afraid of his dick? No, I'm not. Um, I'm always up for a good challenge. Um, no. <laughs> no, but this is obviously about um, him and his exploits with girls and like the things he gets up to and how like difficult it is to like you know, handle his penis and, you know, how he kind of jokes about girls trying to, like, actually giving him blowjobs and just, it's just, like, all kinds of, like, references to blowjobs and his penis um, and how he doesn't go down on girls. He said that once. I'm just going to just keep reminding everybody uh, his penis will destroy vaginas. I mean, that's pretty much, like, the gist of it. Um, But it's not just that it destroys vaginas. It's how, how it, it destroys vaginas. All of these different ways. Um, Bonnie is not impressed. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's very decent. It's got like this kind of like jazzy Sorry, kind of It's smooth. not like Jackie Jackie or Jackie 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 Jackie. I mean, I didn't hate that song. Yeah. It's because it sounded like Jackie, Jackie wanted to be slobbing on that knob as she did. Like she wanted to be there doing it. Whereas this sound, well, these girls do want to be there. Let me be clear. Well, but not he, like that other girl on the he train. He is almost going out of his way in this song to saying, and you also, do we... not want to fuck me. It's like a challenge. He's like saying, look, I got the monster dick of doom. I don't even want to fuck you with it because it's like, it's like you don't want this. You really don't, ladies. And it's like a subliminal trick. He's telling all the ladies, you don't want my monster dick of doom. Mm-hmm. And then all the ladies now want his monster dick of doom. Yeah, it's true. That's all I can think about. And what were you going to say? His, his monster dick of doom. That's all I can ever say now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyways, it's basically a song about his escapades <clears throat> and how he likes to have sex and how he likes to have blowjobs. See, again, I don't think I, I don't it was, think it's it that. All right. I think it's more like, ladies, you don't want this dick. It's too powerful for you. It's not, I want all these things. It's, I don't want to do this because it's not fair to you. And I love the difference between those things. I don't know. It's not a song that I would go back and listen to again. I give this a 3.8. Ridiculous grade. Now you are still wanted dead or alive. Yeah, that's fine. I feel like we just picked up where we left off somewhere. I'm not sure where the somewhere is. But we picked off from where we left off somewhere and he's on the run. He's ready to go. But just so I don't mess up the story, we're going to hand it off to the MC oh, of Masterist Dopeness, <laughs> uh, your lady friend Bonnie, who's OG thugging. Yep, I sure <laughs> am. So go for it. I mean, this is basically about him going down in like a blaze of glory. Um, he has like a shootout with the cops. Um, he'll kill you and then we'll cut up your body so that, you know, with like a... Um, what is it called? No, the saw. Chainsaw. Um, he's going to cut up your body with a chainsaw and um, so they won't find your body. And I think he's gonna, just going to throw it in the river, into the, the Hudson River. Um, this one is basically about him being a violent, powerful guy, not just with his penis, but with other parts of his body as well. Um, and how he doesn't go down without a fight. Like he's going to like keep on. Just like he doesn't go down on ladies. Exactly. Um, I mean, it is sort of just like a... The overall, like, sound of it and kind of feel of it is sort of, like, being in, like, a gang movie and just kind of, like, describing, like, his fantasies and, like, all of, like, this crazy stuff and, like, how it's either, like, 
Like, he's not just going to surrender to the cops. Like, when it comes down to it, like, if it's, like, his final moment, like, he's going to come out there and he's going to be, like, guns blazing and he's going to do what he needs to do to, like, till the very, very end. He's going to shoot until the very end. So um, that's just kind of it. So I gave it a four on five. So what I just noticed on Genius that I failed to notice before is that this is a sequel to the song Wanted, Dead or Alive. I imagine something was, you know, since it's still. And so now they're back. And I don't know what the first song is about because I didn't know it existed till just now. But still, it comes in and you get the sense that they're on the run and shit. Um, and then, you know, you got stuff like, because I'm a spit on your ass like Larry Davis, bumping him off something decent, jump out slow and drop the cocktail bomb in the precinct and drop 10 with the Glock 10. Boom, boom, boom. I made another cop spin. Now Uncle Sam really wants me. So you're just picturing, like, again, that, like, action sequence. He's on the run. He's just dealing with shit. And he's always so fly about it. He's always, like, like the cops have no aim and he's just clipping everybody. And he's just kind of, you know, trying to escape. And then, you know, I don't, again, really fully understand the context of what's going on. But, you know, it just sounds like a lot of violence in the second verse. You're still, like, picturing shit. There's some people who get mentioned. And I like the fact that, like, he's he's bringing up, like, I got my man C from Fort Greene, Al Capone, D Creative G, and Pete, my man B. I don't know who any of those people are. But they're ready to peel caps like potatoes. And then the next dudes are on the lookout, up in the spot. People are quirked out and took out. Bang, there goes a brain. Bang, there goes a liver. And, you know, you're just picturing, like, they're, like, scoped out, ready to go, locked in, take out a whole gang of motherfuckers right there. And then the song just kind of flows into the third verse where, you know, I don't, again, don't really know what's going on 100%, but I really enjoyed listening to him rap about it. And I do believe that the person who came at him, he proceeds to kill him and then fuck his wife, which I was like, that is that is pretty gangster, I guess. Like, it's it's one thing. Yeah. So maybe this is where the I fucked your girl thing came from, like a sign of disrespect, right? Like, I mean, oh, you... I think people have been doing it since, like, no, a no, long but time. Like, like, I mean. Like, if, even, like, like, after wars. So like, if somebody crosses you, and in an act of vengeance, you go and fuck the girl, and she wants your dick. Yeah, there's something there. There's a reason I want that girl to want your dick. But lately, these days, rappers just want to fuck my girl just because. Like, I never did shit all to y'all, but you still want to have sex with my girl. I'm like, okay. In this case, the guy crossed him. It makes total sense he wants to fuck his girl. Mm-hmm. And that's the big epiphany I took away from that moment. Was it's okay to want to fuck somebody's girl if there's a reason? I mean, you sh- maybe should it, but like in the context of if you're going to be doing it, have a reason to fuck my girl. Like at least have me piss you off or something. Otherwise, you're just – why? Like no, no offense, but like why are you going like out of your way to do it? Like I mean she's lovely. Don't get me wrong. But like I've just never understood that about rappers. It's like mm, hot girl in the club. Do you have a man? Nope. Oh, my stiffy went away. Like, are you kidding me? I think that's what it is. I think it's just like that being able to be like so powerful and so cool and whatever that you're able to like bring like even like married girls can't like withstand your charm, you know? Like it's that kind of thing. Either way, I love the beat on this song. I love the overall flow. I think he just hits it proper. It's a good tale of revenge on the run. 4.5 on 5. All right, well, are you ready to have two to the head? So, this one starts off, and we have some friends. 
different people that are not the cool G rap, not the cool genius of rap. No, 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 no. We have a cool G of rap. Scarface starting us off. See, I come from a place known as the South Park Zone. And that was my first clue that maybe this was not cool G rap talking and I should pay more attention. Because I was like, I know what South Park is. We talked to K Reno. Yep. That's always going to be on my mind when I hear South Park now. Yep. Not just. Not apartment. just the ghetto boys. The ghetto boys are what they are. They're amazing. Not even disrespecting. But K Reno is not my go to. Uh, talking shit ain't in the click and take your punk ass home. Because I'm the type of down chomp. Hit you in the chest with the motherfucking tech and watch you jump. So die, motherfuckers. Die, motherfuckers. Die. Yep. Love it. Scarface is great, man. We reviewed the diary. Loved it. We should probably do some Ghetto Boys or something, but, like, I really like Scarface. He's become one of my favorite rappers on this channel. Every time you come across him, it's just his tone of voice, that the bluntness, the believability, and the way he spits shit. Mm -hmm. It's just fresh. And honestly, considering what we've heard on Cool G Rap, it just makes sense that these guys are together on a song. It's pretty fucking cool. So I watched a music video to this. I wanted to ask y'all if Bushwick Bill always wore, like, a mask or if that was just for this video. I was just curious. Um, and I don't know if the video I watched is the real one. I think it was because it looked like everybody was rapping their lines. But just in case it was some fan-made shit. I watched a video for this. Um, Bushwick, Bushwick Bill's fine. He, um, I don't have a lot to comment on him. I feel like of all the MCs on the, the track, he, he feels a little bit less good than everybody else on the track. Yeah. And that's just what it is. But then we have Mr. West Coast himself, Ice Cube. Mm -hmm. And I'm like damn that's pretty cool and then all of a sudden <clears throat> in the middle of this verse we get pure lyrical genius pow pow buck buck pow buck i'm like damn your name is stucky mac now you realize that you're fucked I'm, I'm i'm making a little bit of fun just because honestly i wasn't expecting it and then you see in the video yeah. and he's just doing it that's why i think it's the real video otherwise man ice cubes verse ridiculous i mean it's fucking got that cool flow to it that really like he looks mean in the video like his face is mean mugging the whole time like that guy does not look like he could crack a smile back then um and it's just fucking proper the the verse is just honestly everything you would hope for and then when cool g rap comes in and closes it off it's again kind of everything you would hope for because these three guys having their distinctive styles coming together also houston west coast new york yeah at a time when gangster rap is about to like pop off into that east coast west coast thing it was really a unity move right yeah. spirit of a hip-hop unity and shit type shit Either way, uh, see where I come from, the crime rate only rises. The murderers disguised in all ages, shapes, and sizes. Bitches picked and dicked up. They getting stuck up. Give up what you got or you'll get your ass shot the fuck up. That's harsh, man. That's like, it's like blunts. And you know what it is? Uh, I think the main differentiator between the gangster shit I like versus the gangster shit that makes me raise my eyebrow is that these guys do not sound happy about this shit they sound like it's this is the world man we are tough we got this we are who we are but fundamentally it's not an enjoyable fun experience so when you hear about 
the other guys who it's like all fly and cool all the time you're like nah that doesn't make no sense why do all the real ones sound miserable nah they can't you can't like it doesn't seem like you're supposed you can be happy in this environment like if you're a reasonable person even if you're a sociopath i can't see how you'd be fucking happy in this environment yep. so like I appreciate how blunt, how raw it is. Like, there's no holds barred because people like me probably need to hear that this truth exists because, like, you're not getting this in Montreal or it, you're not seeing this in Montreal given when it, it might happen sometimes. There is stuff that happens, but this isn't the reality I grew up with, you know? So when we look at the fact that shit like this can still exist i mean chicago is probably a modern place where that type this environment everything we're describing probably makes sense there if you look at that murder rate so like man it's it's just crazy because like one of the main like takeaways i think i mean while everybody here sounds like really hard and shit it's still guys from like all over who basically wrote their version of this album because no matter where you were you had rappers writing this, this reality shit, this gangsta shit, as we'll call it, or whatever. But, like, I'm into data and metrics and shit, and I was just fascinated by how we can't come across an album that doesn't address this in some way. I mean, maybe in the newer music you'll get a couple, but you look at that, like, origin of rap, pick a city, pick a decade practically all of them make sure that you know that shit's fucked up somewhere on that album and you can't ignore that kind of data to me but nobody's tracking it like that so anyway i just again was left with that feeling of this is fucking proper they represent all their places but all their places kind of leave you to the point where you're putting two in a fucking head you know like that's crazy it's crazy like it's like we should all unite we're all going through this together so unfortunately Bushwick Bill did hurt the grade just a teensy bit, so I'm giving it a 4.75 on 5. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. This is really, I mean, it's not too, too much more. Um, I thought Scarface, Scarface did a great job. Um, I also wasn't a big fan of Bushwick Bill. Like, he definitely stood out as being, like, the worst. Um, but not in, like... Like, he's not terrible, but he definitely wasn't the best as everybody else. Um... And it's just sort of like basically where everybody has like their own verse um, and they talk about like how how badass they are and like the violence that they commit and that kind of stuff. Um, and it was it was obvious that I think like a lot of this wasn't real, like what they were talking about. Like it was just like such extreme violence and things like that. Um, the beat was OK, but this for me, it wasn't one of like my favorites on the album. Um, I, I really liked when Cool G came back onto like the verse because, uh, or onto the song because I feel like his, his verse, I mean, it is his, his album. So his, his verse felt like it was clearer and sharper a little bit than the rest of them for some reason. Like, I don't know if like that just like was in like the editing or whatever. Um, and uh, he's basically he steals and runs he steals and he's running away from the cops and uh, they'll shoot whoever um, and if you it's just sort of like an overall warning that if you, like, you fuck with any of these people if you fuck with Ice Cube if you fuck with Scarface if you fuck with Bushwick Bill any of these guys like they will shoot you two to the head and make sure that you are dead like they're not leaving anybody like who may not be dead like they're gonna kill you 
and shoot you twice. Um, so it's a warning, and it's consistent with like the, kind of like the rest of the album and like that kind of like badass kind of like violence um, that he's kind of talking about. But it, I do appreciate the fact that it is sort of like a united front that they're all kind of like dealing with like this similar situation, and they're saying like, hey, like this isn't this isn't just like a New York thing. This isn't just like a California thing. This isn't just like a Texas thing. Like this is happening everywhere, wherever like. Um, wherever, like, there's discrimination and wherever there's, like, um, you know, poor neighborhoods that are, like, you know, people are put there and if there's guns and there's the crack epidemic and, like, this war on violence and everything else that was happening in, like, this this time. Um, so I think everybody was kind of feeling it together. I think there was, like, a, a lot of community uh, that was dealing with a lot of, like, the kind of, like, the shit that was going on. So for me, like, it, it wasn't, like, the best closer of a song, uh, on an album, but um, it was still a good song, so I gave it a four on five. All right, so I guess that brings us to the end of this album review. Yeah. Um, so for my like first real exposure to Cool G Rap, I'm blown away, honestly. I mean, I I get it. Like sometimes you hear a person's like a legend or a seminal or a classic, and you're like, okay, I see it, you know, and you like think about it. But Cool G Rap is like, it's just really fucking powerful. I find it's honest it's the the rhymes are are ridiculously well composed to a point where just given where he places in history it's just you can see how much hip-hop is influenced by it um the the diversity on the songs like it's not like one of those albums where track over track over track over track is the same thing it's instead like every song he may come off in the same kind of way with his flow but he's so versatile in his in his imagination and the way he comes up with new ideas so frequently that it works i mean this is about an hour long and like you don't really notice how long the album is it's just a full and complete project and then just the way it ends with those features and shit, it's like, and they don't credit them, or at least they didn't credit them on Spotify. So I had no idea. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, is that Ice Cube? And it was like yep. such a cool moment. Um, so I gave the project a 4.52. I don't, like, I feel like almost the whole thing was like a 4.5. Like, they're really great songs. Any issues I have with it is like, I don't know if I like that beat as much because I'm not as into the sounds they use. That's that's like the entirety of my criticisms for the most part is like, eh, maybe these beats aren't all my favorite. I'm okay with that. This is not my favorite era for beats, but I totally appreciate it now. Whereas maybe when I was a little bit younger at this, uh, didn't appreciate it as much. I respect the talent that goes into this. I think it's masterfully put together. So like to me, this is empirically a classic. Like it is a really great album mm -hmm. and like yo it, it sounds amazing in 2019 and even the couple of references that could date it they're fine you can get past it it, it doesn't come off dated it comes off fresh for 2019 for the way he wrote it which is also blowing my mind it's not like full of fucking shits like when nas taught us about how guest jeans were popular at some point or you know <laughs> anyway I, I like it a lot recommend this yep. to people for sure yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, like, this whole album is, like, very consistent. Like, there's not really, like, a bad song on it. It's just, um, I don't know. I mean, it was a good good album overall. I gave this a 4.22, so it's an 84%. So, for me, it's a classic. Um, it definitely feels like a classic. It sounds like a classic. And it's really interesting just kind of, like, like discovering like we're like we're, and i think it's great that i mean at least personally like we we are just like discovering like all these like great old school albums that um 
really like created the music that we're listening to today like there's like so much that like we're hearing in this like that we're hearing in songs like this that kind of reference and like how it kind of like Eminem got his inspiration from like this kind of music and this kind of a sound and like rapping about certain things and I think it was just kind of interesting kind of seeing like the the overall like how things started and where they ended up and how they how they work today and like the differences and I think it's really cool um yeah that, that's pretty much it I, I think it was a cool album all right so thank you all for being here with us it totally means the world that you watch this shit even if you just jump to the head to the end and watch that part or even if you watched four <laughs> you just want to find out what the score is frankly it still means the world that you care enough to click on that video considering the large plethora of reaction videos out there and we're like the anti-algorithm channel that is not playing the game the way you're supposed to we're just trying to make this about an interesting journey where we can all learn together about the hip-hop so whether it's you're new to it and you can see all of what we've learned or you're kind of laughing at us. Or maybe you're a us. connoisseur and you and know you, all of these albums and, and you're, and like, you're oh. just kind of like, look at these dorky little folk. <laughs> I'm okay with all of the way reasons you might come and like watch our shit. That's totally cool. We're just going to keep growing and learning and doing this. I mean, the number of albums we've covered has gotten higher and higher week over week. So it's been really fucking fun. Um, but we care a lot about your comments because the, through the comment section, we've basically gotten decent at this. Uh, we were bad. And then people were patiently and maybe not so patiently explained to us a lot. And on every review, like especially like we'll just still get comments on videos that came out like two years ago. And so it's incredible just how putting out a video like this can can encourage such growth in in our like a bit like just that kind of comments that would get people to teach us shit just two years later it's just incredible to me how almost permanent this all just kind of can be i digress so you participating in that is fantastic and if you do comment i'll make sure to answer it because it's only fair and right and proper you put time and i should put time in too um anyway special thanks to the patrons ismail Gadamsi, chris prado uh dj black hurricane who requested this one linda Ooh. williams and and fuck jonathan, jonathan barnes. barnes shit sorry about that um <clears throat> appreciate y'all they support what we do directly they helped us get a new camera um they I mean, it just means a lot that people care like that. And they get access to our content early. Like this video was recorded on time, so it should have been given to them early. And other cool stuff as time goes on. We have a public Discord and a private one for the patrons. And nobody really uses it, but maybe mm-hmm. one day we'll know how. Because everyone has a Discord, but what is it? I don't <laughs> game enough to know. Uh, but for real, um, special thanks to y'all. Uh, it really is cool. Plus, they get to tell us what albums to review. Like this one came from DJ Black Hurricane, which I've said like five times in this review now. Um, but still, if you want to tell us what to do, you know, boss us around, you can do it like that too. Otherwise, you can you can hit that like button hit that subscribe button leave a little comment and we can talk we said that already but yep. it's that important to us and yeah i dropped a project uh recently i'm working on the, the this like a little ep to support a bigger album i'm almost done recording the bigger albums so that'll be exciting to release at some point but you can check out the, the five tracks i put out already it's on this channel it's also on spotify bank camps and shit let me know what you think bonnie's gonna have book reviews soon that'll be something else we're plugging at the end we're just, we're just growing that's I've got instagram i'm working on working on my social media game that's right the locksmith hearted her first picture 
what a great guy. Because Locksmith is dope. He's on tour at MERS. You should check that out. If he hits your town, you should go see yes, it. Yes, go see it. It's totally worth it. He's, he's very dope. Um, anyway, have yourselves a great week, night, day, whenever you watch this, whatever time period best applies. Peace. Bye, guys. Bye.